I did it so smooth that time. Yo, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 52 of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast, and we're going to go ahead and start out with a go, dogs, sick them, <laughs> the fucking Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship for the first time in any of our lives, and you cannot shame us or pick on us. We, we do not care. It simply deflects off no of us. No more 1980s jokes. Yep. We're invincible. Uh, good feeling. I haven't, I haven't ever felt this before, so going to relish in it for a minute. But uh, And if you weren't a fan of either two teams and you just watched to look at NFL talent, you got your money's worth in that too. Unless you were paying to see Jamison Robinson, Williams. Uh, but, uh, well, you've already seen enough of him. Yeah, hopefully. I hope his draft stock doesn't doesn't fall too far. But um, but anyways, uh, today's we're going to be talking about uh, our wide receivers and running backs from uh, the 2021 season. Just a yearly review of where they finished, our surprises, the calls we had right, all of that good stuff. If you tuned in last week, you heard us do this for the quarterbacks and the tight ends. Um, and then we're also going to talk about some of these uh, super wild card weekend playoff mashups uh, to finish it out here. So, uh, guys, if there is there anything y'all feel is is worth talking about before we get into all of that? Uh, do we need to run down the list of fired coaches? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah I, well, I don't. Realize. I don't have them all, but you know, obviously, oh, there's, Joe, there's Joe Judge from the Giants is out. Uh, Brian Flores from the Dolphins is gone. Uh, Matt Nagy out. Uh, help me out with the rest, guys. Uh, David Culley, uh, today the newest one for the yeah Texans. for the Texans, which is know. just uh, just not fair. I mean, anyways, he wasn't uh, handed too much of a fair card, but I thought the Texans did pretty dang well with how talented their team was. The fact year. that they aren't picking number one is a is a coaching feat in itself. So, yeah. um, anyways, um, the Urban Urban's been out. Oh, of course, Vic, Urban John Vic Green, Vic Fangio's yeah. gone. Uh, Mike Zimmer, he's yeah, left the Which I think that Broncos job is probably going to be the most desirable out I of think all so. of them. That's a, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that Dan Quinn's going to go there. And honestly, given the talent oh, they have God. on defense, it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know if I'd do it, but he's if he gets a really good offensive coordinator, they'll be fine because he's a good leader. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he, if he doesn't get a good offensive coordinator, he's going to drown. Yep. If if Dan Quinn becomes a head coach at the Denver Broncos and wins multiple Super Bowls, Micah is going to be not okay. He's so sad, I'll be I will say, I'll be fine. <laughs> Arthur Smith's going to win this multiple. He's our Kirby Smart. So I will say that come. team, and some of this is his own fault, but that team plays his strengths as a defensive-minded head coach a lot more than the Falcons did because that team has more talent. And he actually, yeah, he actually has talent, dude. The Falcons' defense is trash. Yeah, it's always um, been trash. Did, did you see? All right, so I think I saw where they they could have a sixty percent increase in their sacks this year, and they would still be finishing dead last. Yep. Uh, they had like 18, 18 and a half sacks, and TJ Watt had twenty two and a half by himself. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we took Tack McKinley instead, so you know, win some, lose Sorry, some, and gonna, lose a lot. Uh, we're gonna Falcon. trade number. We're gonna trade number eight and Calvin Ridley up to get Tavon Thibodeau. So. Uh, it could be interesting, but uh, anyway, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, all right, guys. So 
we're going to start with the running back position and uh, just go through these six at a time uh, and talk about uh, the guys that surprised us and just everything else. So uh, number one, everybody knows who finished number one and that's Jonathan Taylor uh, was an absolute monster scored over 400 points in uh, our scoring settings which are pretty typical PPR scoring settings uh, in this case uh, and uh, was just incredible. Uh, Austin Eckler uh, finished number two. Uh, Najee Harris at number three. Uh, Joe Mixon at number four. James Conner at number five. And Ezekiel Elliott at number six. So, uh, Micah, I'm going to throw it to you and uh, talk about this list and what you think about it. Um, yeah, so it's a very interesting list. Um, Jonathan Taylor is not a surprise. I think we all knew he'd be RB1 at some point, but it's pretty impressive. He's done it in his second year now. Um, it's awesome to see him atop of the running backs now because he's probably going to be there for a while. Uh, Austin Eckler shocked me. I thought he'd be an RB1, but being the overall RB2 on the season blew my mind. Blew expectations out of the water. Um, good on you, Austin Eckler. Najee, dude, I'm telling you, volume sometimes is better over talent. And he's like the poster child for this. Like, he was just getting constant rushes, catches, and then he's obviously talented enough to break some touchdowns and produce with his touches. So, RB3, um, RB4, Joe Mixon, another guy, exceeded expectations, even though me and you, Josiah, had him at the um, end of an RB1. I think we both had him around like 10, 11, 12, somewhere. Had him at nine. Um, so you had him at nine? Mm-hmm. Okay, I had him at 11. So, um, him getting number four, incredible. And then fucking James Conner coming out of nowhere, just having, like, the craziest, like, season of constantly getting touchdowns and um, being pretty healthy almost till the end. I cannot believe this guy is the RB5. And then RB number six, Ezekiel Elliott. He may not be the beast that he once was, but he's still a damn good running back and he's been healthy and he has been out there and he's been getting touches. So I was really solid. I think for um, Zeke to have like an RB six season without having like a completely stellar, you know, blowing everybody away year. Nat, Nate, what's up? Ooh, I'm up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I like a lot of what uh, Micah said about these guys. Um, obviously, JT is the dynasty RB1 going forward. He's an absolute monster. Um, five and a half yards per carry this uh, year, which is incredible. I think it's only matched by like Nick Chubb um, with guys with any serious amount of touches. So JT is amazing. Um, God, he's such an incredible RB prospect. It's unreal. Like how people miss some like – 2,000 or more yards each of his three years at Wisconsin, 229 pounds, and runs a 4.39. I mean, it's, he's just a freak. Uh, anyway, Austin Eckler, he does better than people expect uh, this year like he does pretty much every year. He's one of the more underrated guys in the league, and he finishes uh, RB2. Uh, a lot of the part was because he was able to stay um, relatively healthy this season, but still fantastic job on his part. Uh, Najee Harris, number three, better. I think I was the higher guy on him amongst us. We'll get into that later. But, I mean, even I had him at RB9, and he exceeded my expectations. I had him at RB9. Oh, nice, nice. Um, This year, his – and it was better than what I'm about to say, but, you know, 2016 Todd Gurley, when he was playing last year for the St. Louis uh, Rams, 
they, you know, they had nothing going on offense. I think like Kenny Britt or somebody was the best receiver they had. Um, and it was just defenses stacking boxes and they couldn't throw downfield. They couldn't do anything. And it was just Gurley getting like, like, you know, it, it was well under four yards of carry that season. So, um, yeah, I think it's the same boat with Najee and his offensive line is only going to get better from here. And I think the quarterback play is only going to get better from here. So, um, so yeah, I think his efficiency will improve and he's already got the touches to, to be a top guy. Uh, Joe Mixon, he finally did it. He finally broke out. The Joe Mixon breakout season happened, uh, waiting for it his whole career. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I had him at RB13 and he exceeded expectations, got in the top five. James Conner, this one is just freaky. Um, we'll get to another one later that's sort of like this. But, I mean, I think he had, what, like 18, 19 touchdowns this season. Um, I think it was 18. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just Count an absolute goal line monster. Um, I don't know if he can replicate it in future years, but if you had him this year, good on you because he won you a lot of games. Uh, Micah, do you have the official? Uh, he has – 14 touchdowns in 14 games. Oh, okay. That's less than I thought. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he finished number six. Uh, yeah, a lot of this was Zeke staying healthy. I think his points per game was quite a bit lower than this. But, uh, you know, that's part of Zeke's game, especially now uh, later in his career. But, uh, you know, good on him. He, he, I didn't expect him to finish this way with how he started the season, but uh, yeah, he was there for you, and availability is always a win. So good on you, Zeke. And I would yeah. like to add, I would like to add real quick that James Conner had two receiving touchdowns. So he had 14 rushing, two receiving, 16 total. So it was close. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's an average of one per game, pretty much. I mean, well, 17 games now, but. Uh, but yeah, no, um, as far as Joe Mixon, I want to push back on a point you made, Nate. So he's finished as in PPR, the, the, the running back 10, where he actually just scored 40 points less than this season or 50 points. I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, RB30. <laughs> R- no, I'm looking at it right here. And then RB30. No, I'm saying 50 points in a season, is a, it's a, that's a big Well, I, I understand, but he still finishes RB10 that year. I mean, he's broken out before. This wasn't the first season he's broken. This is his best season for sure. But he, yeah, I, mean, I agree. No, it's like a high end RB1. People well, I mean, for a long time. okay, yeah. If you only consider yeah, breaking high end, or high end one finishes, but yeah, no, he's yeah, he's he's been good for three years. He's been a, a, a top thirteen running back three times. But anyways, uh, James Conner is is definitely the biggest surprise on this list. And I want to touch on Zeke just and say that, um, you know, I feel like there's a feeling that he had a bad season, or I mean, again, it wasn't. You know, he had a thousand yards rushing. Um, uh, actually, 1,002 and uh, 287 yards receiving. So, I mean, it's not statistically incredible. But, you know, I mean, uh, he also – you guys are saying he stayed healthy. He's actually had a hurt knee and has been playing with a knee brace pretty much all season. So, while he hasn't missed any games, he hasn't been completely healthy. So, um, Well, no just, running back is. Okay. Well, I, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, he, he was playing through some injury and he still had this production. Uh, and I think there's a feeling that for, you know, maybe he didn't do well in the playoffs. I'm not, uh, well, I know. I think it was more or less like he didn't have any games over 30 points and he was just always consistently getting, you know, gotcha. in the teens, yeah. a few twenties games, like he, and he played well. Yeah. Low yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, it's, 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 it's good to have these safe guys that are, you know, starting for you week to week for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think you guys touched on Najee, I think has a strong argument for uh, 
for RB two, as far as dynasty goes, um, you know, I think there's a couple of guys that could be made for an argument there, but yeah, he looked really impressive on a, on a team that nobody else looked really impressive. Honestly, maybe you could make an argument Deontay Johnson, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. And Eckler, I mean, um, you know, one thing I'll say about Eckler, there's a running back or two in this next class that I, you know, Eckler, Kamara, these guys have kind of started establishing this prototype of, you know, they aren't workhorses, how we think of it. Like they might get 12 to 15 carries, but they still are super valuable in dynasty because of their PPR value. And they're just overall talent. And I do think there's a couple of guys coming up in this next draft class that are very much in that mold uh, that we shouldn't fade because we see guys like Austin Eckler finishing at a RB two. Um, but um, anyways, yeah, let's uh, move on to the next group. Unless there's anything uh, you guys want to add. Yeah, we'll continue. Oh, one thing on Zeke is he, to the point about efficiency, he was RB 17 in points per game. Oh, wow. um, just, so if, yeah. if he does miss some time, like he, the one thing keeping him there, him playing all the games is going to go out the window. So um, that's yeah. a bit concerning. For sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, I definitely think in Dynasty, you know, he's uh, at the least maintained his value depending on where you had him last year, but possibly, you know, lost some value as well. But that'll be an interesting argument for another episode. Um, so this next group, uh, why don't we let Mr. Micah uh, read off 7 through 12 for us? Cool. So at number 7 is Leonard Fournette, 8, Alvin Kamara, 9, Antonio Gibson, 10, the best running back in the NFL, Cordero Patterson. Uh, number 11, Josh Jacobs. And number 12, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, so, Nate, why don't you get into these guys first and uh, and, and kind of give your initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Fournette and Press, he carried that playoff momentum from last year into this year. So, I didn't expect him to finish this high. But, uh, you know, he definitely showed out. Kamara, uh, some of the concerns I had about him came to light this season, um, just as far as him playing without Drew Brees. Uh, that really dinged his value, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I still, coming into the season, I had him as RB2, but, you know, it, it was worse than I expected, and he did miss some time as well, so that's part of it. I was going to say, he didn't miss a month of the season and still finishes RB8, which isn't bad. Yeah, I mean, in points per game, he was definitely top five, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, so... Um, so that's good. Uh, Antonio Gibson finishing top nine after running with a fracture in his shin, basically like almost the entire season. That's really impressive. Uh, he, to me, he took a step up from last year. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he can do when he's uh, fully healthy coming into this next season. So uh, Cordero Patterson is the one no one saw coming. Uh, you know, you, you, he's probably going to end up on our wide receiver ranking as well. You know, you can count, mm -hmm. count him as one or the other, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, he, he had a great season with the Falcons scored a bunch of touchdowns and uh, he definitely had a dip towards the end of the season. I uh, don't know if he kind of wore down a bit at the end, but you know, he, he definitely won you plenty of games. Josh Jacobs keeps just chugging along, uh, you know, staying relatively healthy and, you know, um, doing good, especially in games they win. He tends to do really good. So uh, anytime that happens, line him up, but, uh, Jacobs low end RB1 and then uh, Aaron Jones finishing out uh, the RB1s for this list. So um, definitely had some more of his uh, touches eaten into by AJ Dillon this season. Mm -hmm. That could be concerning going forward, but uh, still managed to be a RB1 for you this year. So he can't complain too much. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So um, 
Yeah, with Fournette, man, I didn't even have Fournette in my top 36. I mean, I thought Ronald Jones would be more uh, valuable. And in fact, in one of our, in our main redraft league, I drafted Ronald Jones, had the chance to get Fournette two rounds later and and didn't do it and uh, paid for it all year. So I, he's 26 years old. I mean, look, he's younger than, than Dalvin Cook and he, you know, had a better season fantasy-wise. Now Dalvin Cook, you know, was injured and had COVID and all this, but um David Cook missed games? No way. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, Fournette, man, he might be a good dynasty buy on the in the offseason, yeah. to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't uh, – I wouldn't take him over any of these, like, you know, young guys. We're talking about Najee, Swift, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor, nothing like that. But, I mean, he's, he's a – you know, I think he's in the Camara range as far as dynasty goes uh maybe a little bit in the same draft as camara he was Um, the fourth overall pick like he was like a generational prospect kind of and if brady returns that might have some value but um you know changing his value there uh whether that happens or not but um anyways yeah um alvin camara yeah you guys touched on again one of these uh you know ppr prototype running backs finishing rb8 and you know i i think i had him at uh, rb3 so technically i was the low guy on him but i will say that uh uh i think it's more to do uh, you know i don't think it's i mean drew Brees leaving definitely hurts but they just need a good offense period they just have a they have nothing else they need a quarterback they need a couple of receivers so there's a lot that needs to happen in the offseason for me to really feel good about Alvin Kamara, but I will say there's a possibility that all that can happen. And uh, and and he I could be a lot more excited about Alvin Kamara than than I am right now. Yeah, and I do have to say something in his favor. Like he was RB4 in points per game. He had 19.9, so basically 20 points a game, wow. uh, averaged over 100 yards per game. So um, yeah, I mean, he honestly didn't do uh, bad at all, but uh, the injury bumped him down a bit lower on the list definitely yeah he just disappointed if you picked him rb1 or something yeah yeah definitely i mean you know that's that's uh rb4 in in uh points points per game is very impressive uh so yeah i mean i i i said i compared leonard fournette to alvin Kamara, but i'm gonna take that back i'm actually still gonna have Kamara a couple spots higher than fournette but just still uh keep keep fournette in mind in uh, dynasty offseason um, Antonio Gibson, I'm a big fan. Antonio Gibson had it at RB, RB 12, uh, in my preseason ranking. So that's exciting to see him do good. And yeah, I mean, he's right up there with, with the best of him, especially if the, uh, football team who will have a new name in like two or three episodes, um, the Washington and uh, I heard they're going with hogs. I saw there was some leak report that they're going with the hogs, which is interesting, but we'll see. We'll see. But the Washington football team, as they currently are, we'll see what happens. That's another off-season thing. So, Cordero, can we just talk about this for a second? Like, how do we feel about Cordero going forward? Like, was this just a flash-in-the-pan season? And, like, Micah, you were saying he's the best RB. I know you were being a bit facetious there, but, like uh, – But how do you really feel about him, you know, moving forward, especially in – I mean, he's 30 years old, so let's even just say next year in redraft because I think in Dynasty he's – a lot scarier than in read but do we think this is repeatable again next year well i have no idea what he's doing i don't know if the team's gonna offer him like a decent contract and he goes somewhere else he's made like a lot of talk of like why not stay in atlanta and retire here so I, i'm really like it's such a fucking question mark of what is gonna happen with him i have no idea if he's gonna continue doing this for like another like three years or if he was just a one-year hit wonder so I feel like if he stays with Atlanta, I feel good about his production next year just because he's been in the system. 
But if someone gives him the bag and he goes somewhere else, I'm probably going to be a little bit more hesitant about him. All right. Yeah, I mean, I if I can get him, you know, as one of these, yeah, you know, the running back dead zone guys in like the fifth or sixth mm-hmm. round next year, I might go for it in a couple of leagues, but I think he's very, very, very risky next year. But uh, I mean, he's, I mean, there's never been a time where he is a safe pick in fantasy. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I agree, but I'm not that very confident about it. Uh, Nate, you have any thoughts on that? Ooh, in dynasty, so high. So really high. I don't know why he can. Um, well, you should yeah, have told I mean, him about week five or six. That was the prime. Yeah, or even, you know, midseason, you could definitely do it. But he's just – like, I'm looking at him now. He had ten games of less than four yards per carry, and five of them were all five of his last games. Like, he did, he did not do well in his last five games. Uh, three of his final five games, he was under three yards per carry. Mm. Um, so, uh, and they were given a lot more touches in that span to like Mike Davis and stuff as the running back and even his receptions. I mean, he, he dipped down, like he was getting two, one, well, uh, well, targets a game. And then after he got hurt, they stopped using him as much. Yeah. I mean, th- you know, this is a question that's probably better tabled till after the off season when we figure out if he's going to be re-signed with the Falcons or going to go yeah, somewhere yeah. else and where that's going to be. Um, cause that's. Well, I guess I guess the framework of my question was just assuming he stays with the Falcons, and do we think it's repeatable? I like I like him for another year. I don't know if he's like RB wide receiver one, like potential again. One thing I will say is like a low end RB two. That running back wide receiver flexibility is super valuable, and yeah, that is nice. So uh, it's 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 you you gotta wonder if that's gonna last another year. They better. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if not, sell high. I agree. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I think he's a, another buy high in Dynasty. And Aaron Jones, honestly, I think is a sell high um, in Dynasty. It does look, I did, I did so. I traded him for, uh, for Rashad Bateman and Kareem Hunt and a pick or something like that. Oh, Van Jefferson. That's what it was. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, I think, you know, at this point, Aaron Dillon is probably – and, he, look, he's still going to have value, but he's just not going to be probably a, a RB1 moving forward, I would, I would suggest. But we will see. I mean, injuries can happen. I mean, he still has the talent of an RB1, I would I, I would I think. He's just uh, – uh, A.J. Dillon's just looking really, really good. All right. So, uh, Nate, why don't you read us off, Miss I almost can, said Mr. 13. Uh, can I say ahead. one thing before we move on to the next set? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so outside of um, Cordell Patterson and Aaron Jones on this list, um, Fournette, Kamara, Gibson, and Josh Jacobs are all running backs who missed time or who were injured. And it's pretty impressive. They still finish the RB1s. And if they can, like, stay healthy for a season, they could crack the top five going forward because all these guys are not, you know, super old and a couple of them are young. So I think they could be guys who could be knocking on the door next year. All right, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good uh, good thing to point out. Uh, those guys definitely uh, were still able to do, and almost every running back it feels like got injured at some point this year. I'd be yeah. interested to see who actually played seventeen games, but uh, but uh, I think Jonathan Taylor was one of them though. So uh, well, we only need them to play sixteen. No, we yeah, he yeah, yeah yeah he didn't even yeah. So anyways, so, all right, let's move on, uh, Nate. Uh, 13. Yes. Mr. 13. 
Mr. Uh, 13. Mr. 13 That's is Nick Chubb. Uh, so number 14, Mr. 14 is Dalvin Cook, and I stand at that bit. Uh, 15 is Damian Harris. 16 is Javante Williams. Uh, 17, DeAndre Swift. And 18 is David Montgomery. So, would you like me to summarize these guys, or are we going to bounce it around like we did last time? Um, you go ahead. I will summarize these guys. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb, we all know he missed a decent bit of time, so he ended up RB12 in points per game, including some of the games he got injured. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he did really well. Uh, God, you just like to see him get a bit more touches. I mean, he had the same yards per carry as Jonathan Taylor this year. Uh, he just uh-huh. – doesn't have the touches. Um, but anyway, uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, I think he did all right. It was definitely a dip from previous seasons. Uh, he was RB10 in points per game, and you would expect higher from Dalvin for sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same problem with him. He's, he's going to miss time. Like, he's never played in more than 14 games in a season before. And that streak has continued, and it's going to continue because he's just that kind of athlete where he's going to get nicked up here and there. But um, 15, Damian Harris, I, I saw something where he was PFF's highest-graded running back this season. Uh, I, I don't know if he's that good, but he was a very good running back. And, he, and they hate know, running backs is what I can never – like, they hate running backs, so I don't like their grading. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, their grading is whack. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes – I, I mean, I thought he ran really well this season. He was making guys miss. He was, you know, mm-hmm. he had plenty of burst. He, he looked good to me. So, uh, so did Javante Williams. He's mm-hmm. like a little human tank. I love watching him run. I love watching him in college. Um, you know, if you know that he played linebacker before switching to running back, his running style makes a lot of sense. So he's just out to put the hurting on people, and it was fun to watch. Unfortunately, People aren't going to like to hear this, but I do think that they're going to bring back Melvin Gordon. I think they're going to try to create a tandem there, similar to like a Chubb Hunt situation. And honestly, from a real football standpoint, they worked really well together this year. So um, that'll probably be the decision for the new head coach, but I I can definitely see it happening. Uh, Micah, you seem to have a comment. I think if they don't bring back Melvin Gordon, they'll still get someone like Ronald Jones or somebody else. I have a feeling mm-hmm. they do want to use multiple of that. I ain't scared of no Ronald Jones. Yeah, compared to Melvin Gordon, I'd be okay with that. Um, but anyway, uh, DeAndre Swift is next guy up. Uh, he's down this low because of some injuries that he had this year, and they kind of shut him down because there was no need for him to – carried too much of a load. I mean, he was active the last several games, but he wasn't receiving, you know, his normal workload at all. So, um, yeah, he was RB 11 in points per game. He was right behind Dalvin. Um, so he was only 0.6 points per game off of him. So, you know, he, he was very good when he was out there, um, but just a little bit banged up. And then David Montgomery, um, honestly, I, I expected him to be a little bit higher because it seemed like middle of the season, he was really tearing it up, um, especially at the beginning of the season, my God. But um, fell off a little bit. Uh, I don't know. What do y'all think about him going forward? Well, he just he missed a month of the season, which is what hurt him. And I yeah, I mean, he finished RB fourteen in points per game. Yeah, and they're getting rid of really Matt Nagy, solid about so him. I feel, good. I feel really solid about him as a as a RB two, like um, mm-hmm. for probably two to three years moving forward. We'll see after that, but uh, I, I do think that 
um, obviously there's going to be another regime change and, and turnover and we'll see what happens with that. But I think any coach looking at that, especially Justin Fields still needing some development, they're going to uh, be running him a lot and have the run run be a big part of that offense. So, and even when Justin Fields has figured it out, I think that'll be the case. Yeah, I think he's a that's the kind of offense you're going to run with Justin Fields. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that he's a good good buy. I mean, but don't expect him to be a high end running back at any or a high end you know RB one at any point. Yeah, um, I would say I would definitely be handcuffing him with Khalil Herbert anywhere I could. Um, one because Herbert did really well in his absence and you know Montgomery has that style where he could get banged up just because he's you know bangs into people all the time but also um, you know Montgomery's coming up on his last year on his uh, rookie contract so you know there's a chance he moves on somewhere else and if he does that and is a starter and they decide Khalil Herbert is starter material and suddenly you got two starting running backs. So, um, you know, but in the meantime, I would at least use him as a handcuff and get Khalil Herbert with Montgomery anywhere he could. Dude, this coaching change is like the best news for Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen on Twitter everybody's been apologizing to Mitchell Trubisky? Saying yeah. Really I don't know why he sucks no matter who his coach is. So. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, <laughs> and yeah. also Nagy took the Bears to the playoffs twice with that dude. So I, I don't know what they're complaining about. I'll Mac tell you what, that, that, that's fan, fair. You know? that, that's a fair point. Uh, one thing I'll say is uh, there's going to be a really, there's going to be some teams in desperate need of a quarterback that aren't going to have the draft capital to mm-hmm. do it this year. He really might. I'm not saying he's going to get a starting job right away, but he might get a chance to, you know, battle it out with some other middling quarterback and uh i don't know you know i wouldn't buy him for much but if somebody you know if you really need a quarterback and you could probably get him for like a fourth or fifth rounder at this point you know what i mean i mean if i thought i mean if i thought it was scheme related i'd give more of a chance but does no one remember that this dude can't throw to the left he can't literally just can't throw to the fucking left does no one remember that he just half of the field is not available to him gotta stack the stack the receivers all on the (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm not into it, but uh, uh, fair enough, fair enough. He's probably not going to be good, but there is going to be a crazy quarterback market. There's going to be some weird, uh, some weird shakeups. I'm quite sure. Anyways, running backs. Uh, with Nick Chubb, um, yeah, he he's his snap percentage is 51, percent which is the lowest of anybody. Um, other than Cordell Patterson that we've uh, talked about on this list, so it's just. Um, I don't know if that's going to change moving forward. Um, I, I, I really want it to. We'll see what happens. Kareem Hunt might be something that the Browns can get some value for this offseason. Uh, but I think that's also just the dynasty dreamers dream might not happen in real life. So, uh, but yeah, Javante, uh, I feel huge. I feel really good about Javante moving forward. I mean, even if Melvin's there, he's still going to be another year older. And of course he's going to cut him, but eventually this is going to be Javante's backfield. And so even if it takes another full year for him to completely take over a backfield to to your point, Micah, even if they bring in another competent running back, you know, I, this is Javante Williams backfield for the, for the next, you know, as long as he's healthy and playing well, I, I believe so. Um, you know, I think he's a great buy and uh, there's people that are paying redonkulous prices for him right now. I saw him, I'm look, I'm not a huge fan of Saquon, but I saw him go for two first in Saquon. And wow. So yeah, just a little, little too much value right now. So he oh. might not be somebody you can buy, but if you can get well, him for uh, a reasonable price, I would get him. A lot of people just assume that Melvin Gordon's gone. And I think some are going to be disappointed. <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah I mean, I, there were a lot of people that were saying he's like after that one start he had saying like, oh, put him above Najee as RB1. It's just, no, just no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about him, but uh, yeah, he might be an RB1 if Melvin leaves, but we'll, but he, he you know, we'll see. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, Micah, if you'll shout out 19 through, what is it, 20? 24. Yeah, there we go. 24. Yeah, so at number 19, shockingly, it's Devin Singletary. <laughs> I think there's a lot of us, yeah. like including me, who would rather have Zach Moss than Derek Singletary coming into the year. And Oh, I, uh, I did have Singletary higher slightly. Yeah, I did oh, as well. You were alone in that, sir. Good call for you too because Zach Moss is trash. I really think they're going to draft another <laughs> running back, but I, <laughs> I think they're going to draft another running back, but Singletary will still get third down work. So I think he's proven to be like a decent fantasy asset. Uh, maybe not a high ceiling, but maybe a low floor going forward or a good floor going forward. Yeah. Uh, number 20, Melvin Gordon. He's still got gas in the tank. He was a good prospect. He split time with Javante and still, you know, they finished around the, um, around the same. So Melvin Gordon there. 21, Derrick Henry. He'd probably be RB1 if he didn't get hurt. There was so long throughout the season. He was like the top rusher. He and played half still, the like, season weeks. and he's an RB2. <laughs> it was unreal what he was doing. And like, oh, my God, the Titans got a buy and they're bringing him back. Oh, so he may have lost um, the fantasy season, but he may win the actual championship. So yeah. we'll see yeah. what Derrick Henry does. Uh, fucking Daryl Williams <laughs> is coming out of nowhere. Um, I know Clyde was hurt and that was part of it, but also at some points he just outplayed Clyde and looked better. Um, and he got the work. Um, Daryl Williams just surprising RB2. Um, Mr. AJ Dillon comes in at 23, who I think Aaron Jones should be really afraid of. Dude, AJ Dillon is really starting to come into his own, and dude, he's gonna be great always for playoff runs because it's cold in fucking Wisconsin, and they want to run AJ Dillon and wear out defenses. So I love his potential going forward um, because Aaron Jones, he will be getting slightly older, but I, I think AJ Dillon is really starting to creep up there. Um, and then Miles Gaskins, Mister Inconsistent, <laughs> finishing out the RB twos. I uh, do. I think they're probably going to move on from him, especially with the coaching change. Uh, this may be the last time we see him in the top, possibly 36 going forward. But um, yeah, he inconsistently waved his way into a top 24 finish on the year. Yeah, no, this is a very interesting group. I mean, um, you know, Singletary, yeah, he really is an interesting. You probably could get him for, I mean, I don't know. If you have a 301, 302 pick, I would spend yeah. that on on him, low, maybe a late second. Um, you know, I think he is worth it if you're desperate for a running back. Uh, Melvin Gordon, yeah, very impressive. There, uh, finishing at 20. I do think he still has gas in the take. And I think if this, the, the Broncos do sign him, which I agree with Nate is a possibility, um, you know, he'll still have value next year and will still be a great redraft option. I'm still a little bit scared to buy him in dynasty, uh, just because that age is getting up there. And I feel that what, how do you, what about Derrick Henry guys? I mean, I know he's going to come back and be the RB one next year if he's healthy, but like, are you guys scared to buy him in dynasty? He'll be 29 next year. Obviously he had his first major injury. So the argument is, can't be that he's, you know, the invincible iron man has been, has been made before. So, uh, are, are you scared of Derrick Henry in dynasty, Nate? Nope. So you'd, you'd be willing to buy him? I mean, I don't know. Um, 
you know, you I mean, obviously, have... you know, you got to put JT and Najee above him of course. because of age, but of you know, course. like, like if I'm choosing between him and Camara, I'm taking yeah. Henry. Okay. Yeah. That was actually exactly what I was going to ask some of these older guys. I know you're, you're higher on him than cook for sure. Yeah. I mean, he still is the best running back in the league, to be honest. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I know the in dynasty we're scared to buy age at some point, but we also we're trying to win money, you know? And so if he can win you money for a season, it's a good trade. Even if he did break down at some point, you know, uh, after that. So um, I wouldn't be terribly afraid of him. Now I'm not going to trade, you know, I don't think I'd pay two first for him. And I think a lot of people would want that. Maybe if I had a plethora, maybe if I had a plethora of first rounders and they were expendable, but I wouldn't do like a 2022 and a 2023 if that's all I had. But, um, you know, I, there's people that would. So, I mean, you know, if you are looking for value or you have him on a, on a, re, a team you need to rebuild, he's a perfect piece to trade away and start blowing up with for sure. But if you're still a contender, definitely you need to keep him. Uh, AJ Dillon, we kind of talked about, um, looked really good. I think he's going to be higher you, next you, year. You skip a one. Oh yeah, I did. You're right. Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams, man. He carried me in a couple of teams. I had him, I picked him up off the way. I wonder why. Yeah. I didn't. Thanks for, for mentioning that. No, I love that. Man. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, obviously Clyde got injured two different times and, uh, you know, they, they, he had value while Clyde was on the field, but when Clyde was off the field, man, he looks way better than Clyde has. Uh, just, I got to admit it. So, you know, I've already taken the L on, on Clyde on the show before, but I got to take it again, especially just because the fact that I did draft Clyde over JT. Uh, and that really hurts my soul at this point, but I traded him away for the right value and, and I'll fix that team and won the championship with it still. So it's okay. Um, and, uh, all right. So, and then, uh, we got miles Gaskin. Uh, yeah, get rid of him, man. He was on, on my, I traded away after ETN. I had him on a contender, got injured. I traded ETN for miles Gaskin. And it's like, I guess I was a contender in that league. I think I finished third or fourth, but it's just like, I really regret that Gaskin <laughs> just didn't look great. And I don't think he's going to yeah. be yeah, I traded for him in a league and that, yeah, he just, I was able to ride the, you know, bench him one week, start in the next. I was able to catch that trend for a little while, but uh-huh. then even that went off the rails. And yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, it's, they're, they're going to draft a running back this year. I'm almost 100% positive and he's yeah. not going to be relevant as much. Yeah. And it might be a really good landing spot if they can fix mm-hmm. that offensive line. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they got to do that, but I mean, two is going to have a run centric offense a hundred percent. So mm-hmm. um, if he's a part of their future, a good running back needs to be a part of their future as well. Um, all right, Nate, if you want to give us uh 25 to 30, and that's all we're going to cover for the running backs. Uh, we'll go a little bit deeper with the wide receivers just because uh, the nature of that position, they are, it's a deeper position. So uh, more relevant. Um, yeah, so well, real quick, I'll just give my opinion on the last group of guys. Um, I'll keep it brief, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was higher on Singletary, but he still didn't make like my top 30 running back, so I can't, you know, dance around on that. He was um, 31 for me, so yeah, I, I, I do think he needs to, uh, I, I, yeah, I think he needs to play second fiddle to somebody who's a better first and second down runner. So, I'm interested to see if they draft someone there. Um, Melvin Gordon, whether he goes somewhere else or whether he stays in Denver, I think he's still going to have value as like a low in RB2, high in RB3 type guy. Um, and if the other running back in the pairing gets injured, then he's obviously much more valuable. Uh, King Henry still had a ridiculous season. Um, 
he was still three points per game higher than Jonathan Taylor, which is just stupid. He averaged 26.9 points per game. Uh, I was 9.1 points more than Cook a game. Uh, yeah, just just stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much, like, if you had him at the beginning of the season, you were winning almost all your games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even if he takes a dip next year, which I think they could use, like, a Deontay Foreman or someone like that a little more in the rotation and keep him a bit fresher. But, I mean, he could have a 75% production dip from what he was doing this year and he'd still be averaging over 20 points a game. So, you know, he, he can take a dip and still be a, a top three running back easy. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't have too many concerns about him. Daryl Williams did really well this year, um, finishing RB22. Some of that was Clyde was injured. Clyde was the lead back when they were together most of the time. Uh, Daryl started out playing him a little bit towards the end of the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, they he was only uh, half a point behind Clyde per game. So, um, it's a full-on timeshare over there, and if they draft someone, then it gets even murkier. Uh, A.J. Dillon at 23, he's a guy that I, you know, we'll get to later, but, you know, he's he's a freak athlete when you look at speed score and BMI and, like, everything when you're trying to predict a guy from an analytics standpoint. He, he pretty much checks all the boxes, so um, I only see him going up from here. Miles Gaskin, I only see him going down from here, so uh, two opposite ends of the spectrum there, so um, – that's a, that's it for those guys. I'll try to keep it short for these next couple of guys. But uh, you got James Robinson at number 25. He was injured the last – how many games, Micah? I can't remember. Um, well, he was guys. injured and getting fucked by his coach the first other game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, getting sat on the bench for most of a game for Carlos Hyde and then having to have his quarterback defend that or call out Urban Meyer for that in the press conference. It wasn't pretty, um, and neither was tearing his Achilles. But it was um, week sixteen that he tore his Achilles. So. Uh, yeah, so you know it's a shame what happened to his season, but uh, I, you know, his value going forward is murky. But with Deontay Foreman having the success he did this year, and mm-hmm. Cam Akers looking pretty good on her a remarkable <laughs> five and a half month recovery. Um, I don't know if it looked pretty good, but it was a remarkable recovery. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who was running. Five and a half months off a of torn Achilles. He yeah, went, I think like, he came he, back too early. Is the issue? Well, <laughs> I mean, there was nowhere to. We won't get into it, but he was running through contact well, which that's a hard thing to do when you have to push off that um, that leg. So that was promising. I think James Robinson can recover and be relevant back again, but um, value definitely takes a dip. Uh, Twenty six is Elijah Mitchell, um, one of the best rookie running backs this season. So he was a surprise. Uh, Daryl Henderson, before he got hurt, I mean, he was a borderline RB1, uh, high in RB2. He was uh, doing fantastic this year. So, um, shame he did get hurt. But uh, Tony Pollard uh, comes in RB28, definitely started off a bit better. And, uh, yeah, you know, there were some games where Zeke looked so beat up where you were almost like, why don't they just get him healthy and let Pollard carry the reins for a game or two? But um, never happened. He's, he still had value for the season, uh, for sure. And one of the best handcuffs around, if not the best. Uh, Michael Carter, RB29. Good on him, man. I liked him coming out of college. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he is going to be the lead back for the Jets going forward. I don't think they need to draft over that guy. And then Sonny Michelle, you got two Rams running backs in here. He finished the season very strong. And uh, if you had him in the playoffs, then good on you because he, uh, he helped you win some money. Yeah, no, Sony looked great at the end of the year. I think he's definitely bought himself a valuable spot on some roster next year. It'll be interesting to see where that ends up being um I'm, honestly if i were the rams i might let go of henderson before i'd let go of michelle at this point but 
Um, you know, Henderson did look good. He just is so often injured that, I mean, I guess you can make the argument for Sony throughout his career too. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, Michael Carter, man, another one of these Austin Eckler prototype type backs. I mean, uh, he's a, he's, he's really going to be looking good moving forward. I mean, I think the jets really need to still do some things to, I mean, they're, they need to fix the defense. Uh, they're still their offensive line, although they drafted, uh, some pieces or at least a piece for it this year still was among the league's worst. So, um, I'd like to see them improve, maybe get a out real alpha target for Zach Wilson to throw to, um, that guy was kind of expected to beat Corey Davis. And I mean, he served he did okay, but I don't know if it was, I mean, of course there's, there's Elijah, Elijah Moore there. I, I, I he will be a huge part, but I think, um, having a good outside receiver to compliment him will really, uh, help them. Anyways, I just like to see the, the jets improve the offense to maybe feel better about the run game as far as them being able to run out the clock and everything else. But, um, Michael Carter still, you know, he has that PPR value. So I think he does have a safe floor. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, man, came out of nowhere. Uh, Nate was the guy harping on him, uh, you know, even I think pre-draft, but uh, definitely post-draft as well. You know, he wasn't, he was the lowest on Trey Sermon, uh, where I was the highest on Trey Sermon, and, and boy, was on the wrong side of that. Uh, so luckily, I was able to get him in a leak from Nate, so it, it just takes some of the sting out of me being wrong. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely good call, Nate. I want to give you some credit on, uh, you know, picking that out preseason. It looks like he's going to be the, I mean, you know, do, do the San Francisco 49ers ever have a lead back, but if they do have one, it's definitely Elijah Mitchell, I think. Uh, so, so it's a good call. Thank you. Thank you. Micah. Yeah. Um, just a couple of these guys, like we said, James Robinson got hurt and got fucked. Um, hopefully he'll be back and he can make a recovery like um, Foreman and Akers. Elijah Mitchell not only took over that backfield when he's healthy, but he's actually looked good, and there's a reason why he's getting the touches. I've been very, very impressed with him. Um, Michael Carter, um, y'all were a little bit higher on him than I was. I was just a little concerned about his size, but, dude, he's such a good catcher, and he's so slippery um, that size is not as big of a factor for him, and I agree. I don't think they're going to draft another running back. And um, I just want to point out the guy who just missed this list at number 31 is Mr. Saquon Barkley. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, he did miss five games, and that played into it. But I would still think if he missed five games, he might be more in the, um, you know, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook territory of, you know, RB2. So uh, the Giants are about to get a whole overhaul. I don't think Saquon's going to play for them next year. And – uh, I think he's going to get traded and get a fresh start. Interesting. I'd love for that to happen. Honestly, I think that's wishful thinking on his part, but I don't know if they're going to be letting him go. And he actually did make a comment and, you know, this is the press. He could have just been saying mm-hmm. things, to say it, but he, he doesn't want this to be his last year with the giants. So well, they're getting a new GM and a new head coach. So they're going to come in and do whatever they want. I think Daniel Jones is more in in more trouble than uh, than Mr. Saquon. Well, if Daniel, Daniel Jones goes to another team, he will be starting. Guy. He will be starting for the team he goes to. So either way, Daniel Jones will be a starter next year, whether it's for the Giants or another organization. And that team will suffer tremendously. That but anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Saquon falling out of the top thirty. That is that is pretty crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I guess couple more names going a little bit lower down this list. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he's 34, but he was injured throughout the season. I think points per game, he was probably a lot higher. 
Um, and uh, Mike Davis, boy, that was a swing and a miss for. Well, he'll probably be on some of our sections later, but uh, but yeah, Mike Davis at 36. That is not where any of us had Mike Davis ranked as Falcons fan, but uh, but Cordero Patterson more than made up for it. So, um, it just was not drafted by anybody. But anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, is that yeah yeah Nate, you already covered uh, said your piece on these guys, right? Uh, yeah, the, I was going to say the more concerning thing than Saquon finishing outside the top 30 in total points is the fact that he finished outside the top 30 in points per game. Yeah, he was RB 32 in points per game. Yep. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. He needs to get traded. They need to rebuild and he needs to go somewhere else. And uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Is he so, somebody you're scared to buy in Dynasty? Uh, yeah. I, I think he's a good buy if the person like wants to sell low on him because you're going to uh-huh. have the people who like won't sell him because they know what he can be, but you might get somebody who's a little scared and um, right. trade for Saquon. Right. All right. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you believe is buying low? I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think maybe like a first and a second rounder would be buying low on him. Or maybe like a first. It'll be 25 next year, so that's fair. I'd spend the 112 on him. That's about as high as I could go. Maybe 111, 112. That's about all I could do. He's so gifted that I feel like I couldn't sell unless I was getting two things back. Yeah. Situation matters. If you could get like a top five pick in this draft, maybe. Top three for sure if you want to snag um, one of the running backs coming out this year. I I think I'd be fine with that. For sure. Well, all right, guys. Well, let's get into the uh, the little question section of yeah. this before question we move on section. to our wide receivers. And uh, the first question is going to be a running back that you were right about being a bust. So um, I'll give mine first here. So I my my but we went over our overall bust. I said Saquon Barkley last week. That's mm-hmm. you know I I mean I still by a bust I had him at RB twelve but that was just still much lower than everybody else had him. Definitely didn't have him in the thirties. Um, but uh, I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about Chris Carson. Um, I, I had him uh, at 23 and that's low comparatively to where a lot of people had him. And uh, obviously there was this neck injury thing, but he really wasn't looking that great before then. Uh, you know, the game log, there wasn't, there was some consistent games where it was fine, but there wasn't really anything that excited you. So um, I definitely, uh, would be worried about Chris Carson on my team moving forward for sure. Um, Nate, who you got? Oh, well, we all know who the running back I thought was a bust. That I was right <laughs> about. So. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Where did you have him ranked? Oh, let's check. Was he in your top 30? <laughs> he was RB30. Okay. All right. He just made it. Too high. You were the closest. Yes, Too you were high. the closest. in the. Um. Yeah, and nah, he, uh, yeah, yeah. In, he, points he, per, in points per game, he was much higher, though, uh, to be fair. He was in he, points per game, he was to, to, to RB29. Oh, and, uh, yeah, RB29 points per game. And then in total points, he was to, 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 RB44, uh, just behind my man Kenny Gamewell. So, Gamewell, I'll beat him. Uh, so yeah he was the guy i was right about being a bust uh, a guy that i was uh, uh higher on i had him at uh, running back 11 uh, antonio gibson he ended up at running back nine 
um, yeah, pretty close there. But, uh, you know, I expected a good step forward this year. And, you know, with the shin in- injury, I wasn't sure he would do it. And I was hoping you could buy low on him because he was having a mediocre season. And then he blew up near the end. So, yeah, um, Antonio Gibson, he, he definitely um, he did well. Yeah, the question was, the who are you right about yeah. being a bust? Oh, I'm, I'm going on. Oh, well, yeah. I thought we were doing right about being a bust and then yeah. right about being a good player. Oh, well, yeah. That's how we did it last time. Well, the next one is, who are you wrong about being a bust? But, yeah, we, we weren't. We yeah, weren't. Oh. Right about that's okay. But Antonio Gibson's a good, a good name for sure. But your bust was uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So, uh, let's right. let Micah answer. Uh, who are you right about being a bust, Micah? Um the running back that finished right above Kenneth Gainwell and is still RB42. And I have him as RB29 coming into the year. It's his teammate, Miles Sanders. Oh. Um, I, I was not sold on him. And I thought Gainwell was going to have a more um, bigger role in that offense. It ended up just being like a whole clusterfuck of different running backs doing stuff in that offense. But um, I've never really been that sold on Miles Sanders. Uh, I know a lot of people were super high on him coming into the league and have still been holding on to that. But I think that he is probably toast, and I hope that you have sold him already. Um, maybe he's in the last year of his contract. He goes somewhere else and things work out. But um, this year it did not work very well for him. Where, where did you have him pre-draft? Um, I had him at um, number – talking about like what? Uh, startup startup redraft rankings at running back yeah, he, like he, he had him at 29 redraft at 29 yeah, yeah. Oh, okay that's actually exactly where i had him so good call oh, yeah, yeah yeah good call on both your parts i had him at uh 23 so i was a little bit higher so a little bit more wrong um all right uh so the next question uh who are you wrong about being a bust um so uh who's a player that uh you thought would bust and did not Micah. so the running back i have is um obviously james connor i was on completely avoiding him and not even drafting him which is stupid after seeing what they did with Kenyon drayton the year before and i wasn't even that high on chase Edmonds, so my dumb ass just completely um left james connor off um the draft board and i think that was absolutely ridiculous like i had kenneth gainwell ahead of james connor in our redraft ranking so um i would just like to say that was just a colossal mistake and sometimes like i said um with Najee, i'm like um sometimes touches are better than talent and he is a perfect example of that yeah, that's a good one. Mine's in a very similar vein. Mine was Leonard Frenette. I kind of touched on it earlier, but I had Leonard Frenette at 36, which was, uh, I had Ronald Jones at 29. So I had uh, Frenette seven spots below Ronald Jones. He ended up finishing at RB5, so just way off uh, the mark there. I did not see that coming, but uh, honestly, we should have because he played so well in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I guess I should have had a little bit more faith in the the, the older guy, you know, so uh, can't let Dynasty Brain get in the way sometimes. Uh, but, uh, Nate, who's the guy you got for us? Ooh, well, Micah took mine with James Conner, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I go ahead and say, I mean, he didn't have a fantastic year or anything. He finished his RB46. Um, and he was inactive for several games, but you saw enough to have hope for the future. And that's Ramondre Stevenson, a guy who I was like completely off of coming in um, as a rookie. And so Michael is definitely the high guy on him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's still, I mean, he's going to be playing behind Damian Harris next year. I, I don't know how high he's going to rise, but I have seen enough of his footwork and his ability to make guys miss and uh, 
yeah, he's he's got a place in the NFL and potentially a, a big role in his future. So, um, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson did better than I expected. Yeah, no, I think if I remember correct, I had him eight or nine after the draft in my rankings, and uh, he's definitely going to be higher than that when we re-rank him uh, next week. Um, but um, all right, uh, unless we do quarterbacks, for, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, is uh, so I guess uh, Nate, this is the answer that you gave earlier. Um, who were you right about being high on? Um, Antonio and, Gibson. What yeah. about you? Uh, so yeah, that, 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 that's your answer. Um, for me, I'm going to, I'm, uh, I'm going to say that I ranked him correctly. Uh, cause I had him at seven and he finished six and it's Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, I, there were people that thought he was going to drop off. Now I think Micah had him ranked super, super high. Um, but, I had uh, at six and I nailed it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that, was that your answer? Yeah. Okay, okay okay fair enough fair while enough. we're mentioning it i also had him at six <laughs> well i was job team nice we did it we did it well i will say uh my my off my other answer then is going to be joe mixon who i had at nine but i think i had him higher than all of us and he was my top dog uh as we covered last week so uh so yeah that that'll be my my other answer if you were going to give uh zeke michael but if you want to give somebody else go ahead Michael. yes i would like to give um somebody else as he scrolls through the list i write about <laughs> yes and i thought that i had it but then i just honestly it's just i, I want to say something real quick looking at my list is that my top six ezekiel elliott was the only person that finished in the top six well top that's fair. the other five were probably five. yeah the other five probably were very injured but yeah yeah no that's that's you, you didn't have jonathan taylor in your top six no, I had him at seven. Well, go, go ahead and yes. – oh, wait. So, the next question, I'll go ahead and give my answer because it is that name. Uh, a running back that you were – oh, sorry. Actually, no, this is not the answer to this question. Uh, no. Who were you wrong about being high on? So, so, so yeah, obviously this list could be – I mean, I, everybody could say Christian McCaffrey because we all yeah. – except Micah had him ranked number one and that didn't work out because of injury. But, um, but maybe another name you got for us, uh, Nate. Uh, repeat the question because we, 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 yeah, I confused myself. <laughs> there, my bad. Uh, who, are yeah. you, who are you wrong about being high on? So, Jonathan Taylor would have been my answer for who was I wrong to be low on because uh, I had him at uh, 12, uh, no, 11. So, uh, so yeah, I was way too. I low. mean, if you want to call this high, I had Mike Davis at number 17. So, you know, mid tier RB2 um, mm. compared to how he finished, it's definitely a disappointment. So, um, but no one could foresee the the bullet train that was Cordero Patterson entering the fray. So, so yeah. Well, guys, uh, yeah, we've already touched on it, but my the answer I wrote down, I'll go ahead and re-mention it. It is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he was a uh, 14 for me, so it wasn't as egregious as I've seen him, but you know, still mm. much higher than neither of these two guys. And uh, and yeah um, he's not gonna be in that high of a ranking probably moving forward so uh, i want you know i think he can still be an rb2 if he can stay healthy but um it's just not it, it did not happened so far i mean he's you know points per game 29 you know that's not great um but you know we'll see i uh, will see I, i'm not giving up complete hope that he can be valuable but as of right now he's not super valuable i will admit so that's my my uh, lap of shame on Clyde Everett once again. And uh, Micah, who do you got for us? 
Uh, let me talk about this bum ass wannabe Greek god motherfucker. Um, it's Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Everyone was fading him to like a lower end RB one. I was like, oh no, he's an RB three. Like draft him high. <laughs> I took him um, in our main redraft league. I think number five overall um over derrick henry which you know oh no it wouldn't have mattered because i went i went i started like five and oh in that league anyway <laughs> so it's like derrick henry still wouldn't have helped but then saquon really didn't help afterwards when he was still out on the field so i was really high on saquon and he shit the bed god damn yeah. saquon the guy that drafted henry ended up winning the championship although fair enough henry didn't help him all season but yeah he uh, got him there though yeah, yes. got him at one six. Uh, all right. Um, the last question here we got is a dynasty trade target, and uh, what maybe is something that you think is uh, you you would trade to get them. Uh, so um, yeah, who's your answer, Nate? Uh, who's your answer, Micah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the guy we talked about Saquon's value. Um, I'm gonna talk about Ezekiel Elliott's value. Um, I think a low or like a lower end um, first rounder would be like adequate value for him because he's still got that contract and you know he's supposed to be jerry's boy and Dak's best friend so he might overstay his tenure there instead of getting cut like other running backs so i think paying a like low-end first rounder for him um is great for getting zeke on your team so my answer is going to be uh, uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, obviously, with the injuries, he ended up falling to RB17. But I just traded Jalen Waddle and a Debbie pick for him. So, um, you know, I'm I'm really – I think there's a strong argument, and it's probably going to be an argument that I'm going to make in the offseason that he's going to be a top three dynasty uh, running back. Um, and uh, I don't think everybody's going to see him that way. So I really think you can get – us complete locked in cornerstone of your p uh, of your team and of course people are going to expect you know something significant for it but uh they might not much like jonathan taylor last year they might not quite realize what they're what they're trading away are you gonna have swift over Najee? it's gonna be i'm not gonna rank either of them quite yet but there's gonna be a solid argument in my head i can tell you that um all right nate swinging back around to you yeah, I needed time to crunch the numbers on this because his final five games have been ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, the guy, I am, man, I, I was so negative against this guy coming out of in the draft. And now I've kind of like swung more his direction now. And that's Rashad Penny because he had no business being taken ahead of Nick Chubb or some of the other. But you don't go for 2,000 yards for like accidentally in a college year, no matter how, what team you're on. Also, he is like he's another one of those that like if you could build a running back, he's five foot eleven, two hundred and twenty pounds, has breakaway speed, he has power. Um, and in his final five games, he averaged almost twenty-four points per game. Uh, he was on an absolute tear. I saw an interview with Pete Carroll speaking about it, and he said them bringing on Adrian Peterson was kind of what made all the difference. Um, just seeing how Adrian Peterson went about working and like how he did things and the attention to detail. He said after that, it, Rashad Penny just took, you know, what he was doing before up to a whole another level. And um, like one thing he talked about in particular was him keeping his feet high in the hole and sometimes like doing a small jump in the hole to keep himself above the trash. And I mean, you saw that appear on a couple of the different breakaway runs he's had since where he 
keeps his feet up high, keeps those knees high, and it, it caused him to get away from some of the lower uh, ankle tackles and break off a big run. So, I mean, he's looked fantastic. And I think if he has an entire offseason of that kind of dedication and focus to his craft, as well as getting his body ready for a full season, um, you know, he, I mean, he has RB1 upside. Whether he stays healthy a whole season, that's unlikely. But what, however many games he is healthy for, I do think he'll, he will be ahead of Carson as the lead back in this offense if he gets re-signed there. If not, I think he'll be a, um, you know, a lead back somewhere else. I think that's a really good one for sure. That's somebody that, uh, you know, I mean, the person that's had them on their dynasty team probably has had to hold them this whole time and they, have, and they finally have some flash, so I bet they're thinking, okay, time to sell. So mm-hmm. – uh, I definitely think you can snag him for most of the Rashad Penny over and it's just, just out of sheer frustration and maybe they got the shitty part of his career and you can get the, you can get the goods. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's a good answer for sure. Um, uh, do we all, you gave your answer, right? Yep, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Like, all right. So cool. All right. Let's move on to our wide receivers and we probably should, uh, try to yeah. well, pick up pace a little bit, but running hey, backs, we all, we got to talk more about running backs than wide receivers. It's the it's better tradition. position. It's the cooler. Yeah, right. And both of these positions are, you know, the 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 main squeeze. I mean, you know, super flex and quarterback. Plus, there are more injuries with running back, so you have to put more. Yeah, in the for sure. Mentality. All right. Well, let's start off reading these top six here. We got Cooper Cup at number one, four hundred and thirty-nine points. He scored more fantasy points than Jonathan Taylor in PPR leagues. So Crazy. that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so let's keep that in mind next season uh, with, with literally 95 less points in second place. We have Debo Samuel, uh, you know, we'll uh, talk about, you know, I'd love to take a victory lap on Debo Samuel just because I had him ranked two spots above, um, above Ayuk, but I still had him at uh, 27. So uh, way too low. <laughs> I can't really take a victory lap on that. Uh, Debo just uh, defied even his biggest supporters expectations. Uh, number three, we had uh, Devonte Adams, obviously the perennial top two, three uh, receiver, if not number one. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of injury issues this year. Um, is that right, or was it COVID? It might have been COVID. Um, but I know, he, yeah, he did miss a game I, or two. I think Devonte missed it because of COVID protocols. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's that is what. Yeah, it was, it was just that one game though. Um, but you know, obviously, you know that still you know affects the overall finish. But I'm sure it'd be interesting to see in points per game where where he ends up. Um, Justin Jefferson, number four. Man, there's a really solid uh, argument for him. And then number five receiver here, Jamar Chase, that uh, these guys are yeah, probably going to be oof. most people's uh, uh, wide receiver ones in Dynasty moving forward. But just an electric season. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I was really kind of waiting on him to repeat it, and he did. Um, yeah, I think he's a complete stud moving forward. It'll be interesting to see with the regime change if Kirk Cousins is a part of that. Obviously, they drafted Mond. Uh, they might end up drafting. Uh, you know, we'll see what what happens with the Vikings. I feel like it's up in the air, but I, uh, of course, we know Justin Jefferson's going to be a central part of that. Jamar Chase, uh, obviously, uh, I I think I was the only one that had him uh, higher than uh, in, in redraft, but you guys were higher than than him in dynasty than me in dynasty. You had him as a number one dynasty receiver, and I did not, so I was. Wrong about that because he is the number one dynasty receiver. I had him at 14. Uh, yeah, I had three. T. Higgins ahead of Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was the only one that had uh, that had Jamar. Uh, I had I had uh, Jamar at 23 and T. Higgins at 26. So, All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the L here because, yeah, I was higher on him than dynasty. 
but I thought with T Higgins and Joe Burrow coming back from the knee, I thought it would take them some time to get going and yada, 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 yada. I had him at wide receiver 27 preseason. So uh, obviously jumping up 22 spots higher than that is a bit better. Uh, so yeah. Let's keep in mind, people were selling this guy low because he was dropping balls in preseason. Let's keep I mean, that. Yeah. In mind. Let's uh, not and, overreact. And look, we, we were all, <laughs> we were all wrong in some way or another because I was listening to like our post draft uh, rankings of the rookies and uh, Josiah you were like they should have drafted a uh, tackle but you know for however long Burrow's healthy yeah. uh, it'll be yeah. fun uh, but, yeah, well I mean, he still took more sacks I think than any other quarterback so they but to be fair no they should have drafted Jamar yeah, Chase yeah, yeah. The, the, 2020. The, the big dick energy produced by Burrow and Jamar is just like it's unfathomable we've never seen it on a football field before and uh sorry i didn't say number six here number six was tyreek hill um you know uh, people you know i think most people would consider him having a down year but even still he's he's a wide receiver six um so yeah i think he kind of trailed off towards the end of the season it wasn't quite as valuable but he does have some incredibly explosive games including uh didn't he have a 47 point game in week four so uh yeah, he still still has that week winning upside. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I kind of gave my my piece on all these guys as I was going through them. So uh, Nate, uh, why don't you you touch on these guys as you'd like to do? That yeah. came out completely wrong. I love that touch, these. touch on them as you like to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me touch on Mr. Cooper Cup because <sighs> oh man, this guy. Uh, he can have me uh, on my Rams, man. He he's the he best route runner. He, he's the <laughs> best route runner in the NFL, and I don't think it's close, like at all. He's uh, he's incredible. He shouldn't have gone as low as he did in the draft. He shouldn't have gone as low as he did in fantasy drafts this year. And I had him. I, I was one of them. I thought Robert Woods was going to be the better guy. I thought the. I thought Stafford was going to work better with Woods' skill set. And obviously, Cooper Cup and uh, Matthew Stafford were having some sort of breakfast at Tiffany's, some shit. They're a couple and frat bros, They're just has, frat bros has just, down the field. Has blossomed into one of the best, if not the best wide receiver season ever. Um, so, yeah, to put it in perspective, like, he had 4.3 points per game more a game than Debo Samuel, who was in second. I mean, if you're drafting on, like, positional value and how much better they are than the next best guy, it's like Cooper Cup should have been your number one overall pick uh, going away. So, uh, Debo Samuel, another great year. Or, yeah, I mean, he, he's had great years before, but this is just on another level. Um, impressed me. I, I was lower on him. I had Ayuk ahead of him. Uh, Debo proved me wrong. He looked fantastic. Uh, Devontae Adams, not a whole lot to say. He kept doing what he does. Justin Jefferson proved it again that he wasn't a fluke. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's my wide receiver, too, in Dynasty going forward. Uh, the guy below him here, Jamar Chase, is my wide receiver one. He he exceeded Justin Jefferson in college. He was the better of the two, and he exceeded Jefferson's rookie year. And uh, I just – I like the quarterback situation better for Chase, and he's uh, – I just think he's a bit more talented. It's close, but he's, he's a touch better. Um, and then Tyree Kill having a quote-unquote down year uh, in wide receiver six spot um, still was a really good asset for you this season. But, um, you know, be interested to see if he can bounce back next year. I, I think he can, but uh, it'll be a make or break if he – rebounds or is on the downside of his career 
For sure. So this is only in four-point passing leagues, but in four-point passing leagues, Cooper Cup scored more than any quarter. He was the number one fantasy asset and scored more than any quarterback. Like should have been should have been the 101 regardless of form. And even if he didn't, those quarterbacks are all like within like three or four points per game. Like the top 12, 15 guys are all pretty mm-hmm. damn close. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, incredible. Um, all right, Nate, well, why don't you give us seven through 12 here? Yeah, Stefan Diggs uh, had another good year, um, finishing mid-tier wide receiver one here. Uh, let me see where I actually had him before the season. Um, I had him at yeah, two. I, uh, yeah, you were the high guy on him. I had him at wide receiver four, um, so a bit higher, but uh, but yeah. I he, had him at seven. I nailed it. I no, you had him at five. 11. Bullshit. I had him at seven and, and redraft. I had him at seven. And Dynasty, I think I had him at 11. Uh, well, you're a fool. Uh, I'm so mad at you, but okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to an episode, but I will take you as a man of your of your word here. Um, congratulations for now, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, number eight. This one I definitely did not see. Uh, I, th- I thought Chase Claypool was gonna be the guy, but uh, Big Ben can't throw past five yards, so Deontay Johnson was just eating up targets all season long. And uh, he's a damn good player. So all the time we spent arguing between who's if Juju and Claypool, and we were just wasting all of us. Yeah, neither. <laughs> None so, of us yes. said the right name. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, number nine. He just keeps on keeping on. Uh, a bit inconsistent at times this year, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's. He just does what he does, and that's keep getting, you know, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two finishes every year. Uh, big surprise here at number 10, Hunter Renfro. Uh, came out of nowhere, you know, obviously helped some by, um, you know, Henry Ruggs uh, cooking someone to death. But, uh, you know, it, it helps that uh, Hunter Renfro is just a good player. I mean, he's he's a good route runner. He's kind of like Cooper Cup light. I mean, I don't want to say that just because, oh, he's another white receiver, so he does it. But he's a good route runner. He's he's has very sure hands, and uh, yeah. Then I don't know if he can replicate another top ten finish, but uh, be interested to see if they bring in more receivers into that offense um, this coming up year, especially with the new coach. Keenan Allen keeps doing Keenan Allen things. Uh, wide receiver eleven this season. Uh, you know he, he actually had the most receptions of any year in his career, and he's obviously tied to Justin Herbert going forward. So. Uh, like that there, I think he's going to keep finishing around this area for the next few years. And then Cordero Patterson, look at him as a receiver, and he's wide receiver 12 in points, uh, you know, PPR leagues, because, yeah, no one saw that coming. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be replicated, but if you had him this year, if you took a swing, congratulations, because he really helped you. And he was like a James Robinson-esque player for you this year as far as coming out of nowhere and helping you win some leagues. Yeah, when you factor in the fact that he's wide receiver 12 and running back 10, I mean, that like has that bumps him up a couple of spots. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Just the fact that you can play him. At well, it's the same amount of points. Right. I know. I know. But he's the only, <laughs> only one, one spot. He's the only one of these multi-positional players that are that are this valuable, I guess is what I mean to say. So none of the other people around him have that ability. So, you know. If it's, you know, if he, you know, Keenan Allen had eight points more than him on the season, but that positional value to me is worth more than eight points on the season. You know what I mean? But why would it? Would, are you starting Keenan or are you putting No, Keenan but Allen I might have a, 
I might have a bunch of receivers on by one week and a bunch of running backs on by another week. And in Cordell Patterson helps me navigate that easier is, is my point. But, um, but, you know, maybe that's not, you know, I just, I, if they keep that and by the way, they should give it to Debo too, but, uh, <laughs> because uh, he is a running back as well. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I, that'll be – yeah, I, people will say that'll break fantasy, so they probably – My opinion on this, you play one position. You get one position designation. Just because just you threw a pass on a flea flicker as a wide receiver doesn't mean you get a quarterback designation too. No, but there are players – I mean, I would say both in, in, in Debo and uh, – and in uh, Cordero Patterson's case, it's a strong argument. But anyways, we're probably spending too much time on this. I mean, they, they do play both positions, like, functionally. Uh, but, you know, they're – you know, I guess Cordell's technically a running back and Debo's technically a receiver, but they kind of do the same thing. But um, Keenan Allen, yeah, you know, I kind of was – you know, me and Nate were talking about a trade in a league for Keenan Allen. I was kind of like, Keenan Allen had a down year. And, I mean, you know, yardage-wise, it's not his best yardage-wise. And he didn't catch as many touchdowns as we like. And I think with Mike Williams breaking out, he took some of that production. But he still finished at 11, and he still finished two spots above Mike uh, Mike Williams. So, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Um, it's like he's always kind of just been the alpha in that offense. And, uh, and of course with Austin Eckler finishing RB two, he was another, you know, he, he was also a huge value. So that's just a completely loaded offense, but definitely I think he's a safe uh, value moving forward. Uh, Renfro is a huge, uh, huge surprise to everybody. Do you guys feel like he's going to carry that moving forward? Do you think this will happen again, or that's a fluke? Um, do you think he has this kind of talent, I guess is what I'm saying, or do you think this is just the result of Henry Ruggs, you know, uh, tragic? Well, Ruggs was out. Waller's been out for a long time yep. this season. They, Brian Edwards sucks, and they haven't had a bunch of other receivers. I, I think if Waller comes back, and I think they're definitely going to either sign a receiver or draft one, like, pretty high. Um, so I could see, like, his production and him just being, like, a solid, like, around 10 points a game PPR four guy. Yeah, I mean that's what he was before, but I do I feel that's like what I'm saying. I feel like he, I feel like he might have. Yeah, he might go. I don't know if he's going to go completely back to what how he was because before nobody was even putting him as a as a wide receiver three. You know what I mean? Like people, he wasn't even really viewed as a real asset to have. So I I think that's yeah. that that has changed. I don't think he's going to go back to that. Um, but uh, but get, yeah, no, I if don't you can think, get any type of first for him. You take it and run. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good, that's a, I would trade it first for, for Renfro, a late first for Renfro. I would do that. I would yeah, do damn that. it. I wish I had some Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not that I think, like, I think it could be like a low end wide receiver two or wide yeah, receiver yeah. three. I don't think he's going to be 10. I don't think he's going to be 10 moving forward. I want to specify. I think he's more of a yeah. wide receiver two. But when you have to start three receivers in some of these leagues, that's, yeah. I mean, you need those guys, you know? But I see that, like, I see that as a best case scenario for him. Cause, like, Micah said, it wasn't just rugs, it was Waller missing the majority of the season and not being himself when he was there most of the time. So, um, there's that. And yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be getting a receiver, uh, added to that room. So, um, I expect him to take a pretty big dip this next year. And I want to give Micah some props here with Mike Evans, uh, you know, finishing at nine. I mean, uh, you know, I think points per game, Godwin was right up there with him, if not slightly above him. But, uh, yeah, you know, Mike Evans was healthy. But he was healthy, exactly. And, you know, he uh, still broke his uh, 1,000 receiving yards, uh, got 135 or 1,035. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, Micah had him. Where did you have him rank? Probably right around nine and seven. Um, 
um, in redrafts. I uh-huh. had Mike Evans at number 10. Ugh, 10? Almost, okay. Almost had on the dot. Yeah, I had him at a uh, fifteen, which isn't horrible, but but yeah, definitely you were you were more on the money there. I was the yeah, he'll be my answer later on, but yeah, I was a low okay. guy on him. I had him at wide receiver eighteen. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, uh, Micah, thirteen through eighteen. So thirteen through eighteen, um, we're gonna start off with I guess unlucky number thirteen, but he was actually a lucky thing on the Chargers, which they never have. It's Mike Williams. Uh, he really like came into his own. I mean, he was drafted what number five overall. He was taken. Yeah, or maybe seven. I think, no, I think he was three. Of, uh, I don't Corey Davis might have been higher. Five. Yeah, something. Anyways, okay. he was he was like an like absurdly high like drafted receiver. He's kind of always underperformed, and Keen Allen's been the main guy. And then he just blew the fuck up the first month of the season. <laughs> and um. It's insane what he's done. He's going to free agency. I don't know if the Chargers are going to retain him or maybe the Detroit Lions throw a bunch of money at him. Um, I don't know where he'll end up if he hits free agency. Um, but it's still impressive that he had a wide receiver 13 finish. Um, 14, as a rookie, Jalen Waddle. Like, um, I mean, Tua just like kept throwing him dump offs and he kept getting open because he's so fast and he's such a good route runner. Um, Waddle just exceeded all expectations this year. Um, then number 15 is DK Metcalf's weird season where he's, he did well at the beginning. Russ got hurt. He still did well with all the backups. Then Russ went, came back and it was just terrible the rest of the way. So I think all said that him finishing the wide receiver 15 is promising because I still think his best years are ahead of him. Godwin, Chris Godwin, he's a 16. He should be higher, but he ended up tearing his ACL and getting hurt. We'll see if he saves the Bucks or goes to free agency, but he did have a good year. Um, Josiah, your favorite person, Mr. Tyler Lockett, finishing at 17 and um, him dealing with the issues of Russ not being there and then playing bad once he came back. So I still think with how much of a shit show the Seahawks were, the fact that they both finished 15 and 17 is actually, you know, a lot more um, better than I ever thought. And then at 18, Michael Pittman. All right, go ahead, Josiah. No, no, go ahead and finish up. Go ahead and finish up. And I was going to say, Michael Pittman, kind of shockingly, finished at 18 with some poor quarterback play by Carson Wentz and then kind of being a run-first offense. So I was really shocked to see him here. And um, I think kind of bodes well um, for him going forward, especially if, you know, they trade Wentz or get somebody else. I definitely think he's a he's a buy in Dynasty. I mean, I think, um, you know, he, even in his receiver class, I think he's still slept on just compared to his, yeah. you know, I think there's people that think Jerry Judy's better than him. I don't uh at this point so uh so yeah you know i think you can definitely get some value there as far as tyler lockett um yeah you know i where did you guys have him ranked preseason well he'll be answering 16 okay 16 almost i had him at at 17 so i had him right on the dot all right i had him at 20 i had him at 26 so lower than you guys but you know i um I don't feel like I was that far off. And he did. I mean, Micah, we were talking about it one week when we played. It was still frustrating in some ways. I mean, the whole Seahawks offense, not just Tyler Lockett, but mm-hmm. knowing when to start him, when, when you know, he'd have these bad stretches games, you'd sit him, he'd break out. Uh, so, and that was my whole hate about him. And I do still feel like he did that. Uh, you guys, you know, 
can argue against that if you'd like, but yeah. So, but you know, you guys definitely were way closer in the ranking. So I'll definitely take the L there. Um, and uh, Godwin, man, I really wish, uh, I really wish he would have not gotten injured, um, been able to play those last couple games because he 100% would be, um, you know, probably ended a, a wide receiver one, maybe a low end wide receiver one. But uh, he just, he looks really good in Dynasty. I think he's another guy that, I mean, he's only 25 right now. Is that right? Yep. So I know he's been in the league for five years, but he came in really young. So he's still got plenty of time. And uh, if he does go to a new team in a new situation, it could be. Um, exciting to see if he's uh, going to play an alpha role there. Um, and uh, with Waddle, man, it's going to be really hard to not put Waddle in my top 10 dynasty receivers. I mean, um, one thing I will warn you against this, so we kind of touched on uh, Mike Evans. So they he had 20 less yards. Uh, Jalen Waddle had 20 less yards than Mike Evans, uh, but he had 30 more receptions. So you, I mean, you were correct, Micah, in saying that you know he's getting these dump off passes, and he's doing look, he's doing a lot after the catch with them. That's yeah, that's he what is. he can do, but uh, he's not going getting down the field. I mean, the Tua isn't throwing down the field very much, and uh, when it was, it was going more to guys like Devonte Parker. Um, so you know, keep that in mind. But it's uh, you know that's look what I'm saying about Jalen Waddle is exactly what people said about Cooper Cup. And yeah. Cooper Cup is now the dynasty wide, the, the overall fantasy player number one. So uh, keep that in mind with Waddle. Uh, I think he's in a very similar mold there. But um, yeah, that's all I got to say on these. I know I skipped a couple guys. You know, DK Metcalf, um, I'll talk about him a little bit later. But um, yeah, uh, Nate. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it real quick just because we're running out of time here. But Mike Williams, uh, I mean, four out of his first five games, he had over 20 points. Two of them are over 30 points. Mm-hmm. And he had two games over 20 points the entire rest of the year and no games over 30 points. So, yeah, I mean, he really came out swinging and then defense kind of adjusted. And, um, you know, I, I was a proponent of selling him high at the time. I think you could still sell high on him now. I think he's a wide receiver, too, but he, he does have up and ups and downs. And he's kind of been that way his whole career. Jalen Waddle, not much else to say. He was second best uh, rookie wide receiver this season. Um, broke the reception record for a rookie, so had an extra game, but still uh, impressive. And, he, you know, in PPR leagues especially, is a lot more value than, you know, in standard leagues if you play that. Um, DK Metcalf had a down year, um, you know, especially Russell Wilson min- missing time and then slowly getting back to action. So, yeah, I mean, I expect him to have a bounce back here this next year. Godwin, we'll see how he returns. Sucks that he got injured. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, he's, he keeps on doing Tyler Lockett things. Uh, finishes about the same as the year before, I believe. So, and Michael Pittman, good call, uh, Josiah. You were the highest guy on the uh, Pittman out of me, you, and Micah. So, um, good one having uh, him up there. So, interesting to see what happens because uh, they could use a lot better quarterback. Wentz Just get that man a quarterback, please. Then yeah. I can really love him. Yeah. Trash Wentz. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the top end no. wide receiver twos. For sure, for sure. Well, let's go 19 through 24 here. We got uh, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, uh, Brandon Cooks finishing at 21. At 22, we got Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, 23, we got Marquise Brown. And 24, we got Darnell Mooney. Wow, surprised to see Mooney that high, actually. But um, yeah, so, if, uh, you know, uh, DJ Moore man just get uh, he's another guy just get this man a quarterback and he's a, he's probably a, a wide receiver one you know it's he's so talented does so much after the catch can get those long balls um fast as fuck. he just literally had cam newton 
and Sam Darnold throwing him the ball all year. So PJ Walker, um, let's not forget. CD Lamb, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, there were others on this podcast that were a little bit higher on him. Um, you know, I had Amari Cooper a couple hey. spots higher than him, but uh, you know, he still had a decent year. As I mean, good, good year. I mean, you, you know, and he but finished I do think ahead he, of Amari Cooper. Yeah, you don't dance for that. Not forget. Yeah, that, well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't get to take a victory left for that. Yeah, Amari Cooper's down at twenty eight. <laughs> Yeah, but he was injured. Points per game might be uh, – I don't know. It is. <laughs> Lamb, I will say, uh, Lamb, I will say, I think, you know, disappointed some people, uh, but still very valuable, uh, you know, asset to have moving forward. Brandon Cooks, I mean, nobody thought he was going to be able to finish this high um, with the quarterback and just overall situation, but he was an absolute target hog. I mean, he was injured, but he still had 90 reception for over 1,000 yards. Trade this man or build get a good quarterback in there because he's he, he, he's so good. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, super, super exciting. Um, he also cost me several matchups because I benched him in the championships. It hurts, but he's still super exciting. And I think I was the – I don't know about in redraft, but in Dynasty, I think I was the high guy on him at least. But Oh, no, you weren't. I think I, I, think I was. Uh, not according to our rookie post-draft rankings, but uh... – Okay, yeah. okay, I think I had him six or seven, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of you guys. I, I think I you had him as the rookie wide receiver eight. Oh, okay. Below yeah. Terrace Marshall. Yeah, he shouldn't have been below Terrace yeah. Marshall. But yeah, I don't. I feel like he was Marshall. higher than that. But maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so okay. Where did you have him? Uh, I had him at wide receiver six. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, I can't claim that then. Yeah, for sure. Well, fuck you, Amon Rasting. Round your dead. <laughs> um, Marquise Brown, we've said this before on the show several times, but good call, Micah. Me and Nate didn't see that coming. And Darnell Mooney, uh, that's another one I really didn't see coming and didn't feel like really happened. I, how did that happen? I, 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 he had I, over 1,000 receiving yards, man. I know. It's like, yeah. uh, but there was no passing yards on that team. <laughs> it's like, how did it happen? Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Nate, go ahead and uh, dive into these guys and your thoughts. Uh, yeah, so uh, DJ Moore, he was another guy that started off red hot. Uh, people were kicking themselves for not having him ranked higher because three of his first four games, he was over 20 points, and he did not have a single 20-point or more game the entire rest of the season. So big drop-off there. Um, C.D. Lamb, number 20 in points per game. He also finished ahead of Amari Cooper. Uh, so, yeah, the entire, <laughs> the entire Dallas offense kind of had a down year, honestly, with Lamb finishing here as their number one receiver, Cooper down at 28. Um, you know, Michael Gallup, you know, he getting hurt, but not being as active. So um, weird year for the Cowboys. Uh, and I do think part of it is that their defense has been really good, so they haven't had to, like, try to throw themselves yeah. back the in the games. Had in the past, yeah. yeah, Yeah, they were definitely running the clock out a lot more uh, in games this year, that's for sure. Um, uh, 21, Brandon Cooks, another guy that just keeps on keeping on. Uh, yeah, I mean – if you have this guy, I don't let him go because you'll never get good enough value for him. No one ranks him highly enough, no matter what year it is. So just keep him. He'll keep getting a thousand yard receiver, uh, receiving uh, seasons, no matter what team he's on. Amon Ross St. Brown, man, uh, last six games of the year, he averaged 25.3 points per game. Mm -hmm. That is like only Cooper Cup had more than that for the whole season. So I mean, he has really stepped up. I, I love what I saw from him. I mean, he, I, as a runner, as a, you know, receiver, they were using him every way they could get him. 
and he was producing. I, I yeah, he is going to be shooting up my rankings. I was high on him as a rookie, but he's going to be shooting up my uh, startup rankings for this next year for sure. Um, Hollywood Brown at 23, you know, earlier in the season, he was like wide receiver 9, 10. Um, definitely had a drop second half of the year. Um, if you sold high at that point, good for you. I still think he can be this. Um, you know, the problem or the question is, how long are the drops going to be tolerated? I believe it was a drop oh. that cost them a playoff spot against the Steelers this year. Um, you know, they brought in Bateman. They brought in Tylen Wallace. You know, it, do those guys overtake him over the yeah, offseason? Tyler Wallace hasn't played, like, at all. And Tyler Huntley played a lot at the end of the season. I well, Wallace has already also play. been injured. Yeah, but um, he still hasn't played much since he's been healthy. But also, him and Lamar really just have such a good connection. So when Lamar's not out there, um, it doesn't help Hollywood as much. I think that's fair. And that does coincide at least at the end of the season. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Lamar not being there would explain some of that drop in numbers. And but you're right. I mean, even, there was a, even with Lamar there, there was a period where it just wasn't as hot as it was, you know, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but still, I mean, I think you, you probably had him ranked somewhere around 20. I had him wide receiver 24. So I was okay. There you go. So, so yeah, but I had to put fucking LaVisca Chanel ahead of him. Oh, Hey, we'll we'll talk about, (laughs) I promise you he's on one of my lists. Um, uh, all right. And then, uh, uh, oh yeah. Nate. Last one was Darnell Mooney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, good, good season for him. All things considered shitty offense and quarterback switch through. I mean, honestly, his last two games, he did really well with Andy Dalton. Um, he had nine, or 20 points and then 24.6. So we'll see what happens next year. I imagine it'll be a full year of field. So um, we'll see what happens. Love yeah. That. And I, I mean, Andy. he was field's favorite target. I mean, not that there was much competition otherwise, but you know, yeah. he was when field, fields was targeted him a lot too, just the targets were not always accurate, but, um, all right, uh, Micah and, uh, what do you want to touch on these guys? And then uh, after that, you can, uh, start, start off and read the 25 through 30. Yeah. I would like to touch all over them real quick. So, um, yes, as, as you like to do, <laughs> um, DJ Moore's like 23 years old going into like his fourth year. Um, so wow. I like him for dynasty, especially if he's getting a better quarterback. CD, he'll be better. That offense will be better. Brandon Cooks, solid as always. Amon Raw, absolutely incredible. I can't wait to see if they get another receiver and then Hawkinson comes back to really see what golf can do um, with the full-fledged offense. Um, and then Hollywood, happy for him. Hopefully Lamar will play a full season next year, and so will he, and his numbers will be better, and he'll be a wide receiver one, and I love Mooney. I'm excited for him in Chicago. So, here are the guys who just missed being wide receiver twos. T. Higgins, he got overshadowed by Jamar Chase and being hurt, but the dude's still a fucking 50-50 ball, like, badass. Um, Scary Terry at number 26. He needs a quarterback. He should be higher. Christian Kirk, he finishes 27 with DeAndre Hopkins missing a ton of time. Um, Makes me worry a little bit about him, but also Kyler was out. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. I uh, still, if he couldn't be a wide receiver too without um, Hopkins, I don't like it going forward for him. Uh, Mari Cooper, he sucks ass. He's at 28. Um, Adam Thielen at 29. Um, did good, even though he missed like um, games towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll bounce back next year. And then Jacoby Myers, he finally scored a couple touchdowns this season. Um, he played pretty well, even though he had the one game where they didn't throw the ball because of the wind and whatnot. Um, so 
I'm glad that Jacoby rounded out here at number 30. Yeah, as of right now, he's the unquestioned, you know, uh, target leader on that offense. It'll be interesting to see if they try to bring in some extra firepower after paying, you know, the house for Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, and Nelson Aguilar that are all still going to be on under contract on that team next year if they have the space and the, you know, ability to bring imagine? somebody else in. But they might draft. They might draft somebody. What if they draft George Pickens? I, I would hate oh, that because I want to yeah. root for George Pickens. Nah. But. And he wants to root against Mac Jones and those. I want to root against no. the Patriots. It's, it's the Patriots. It's, I mean, like, I already like Mac Jones, Jones of Ramondre, so if they go out and get Pickens, I'm going to be really fucking um, pumped. I do want to say with Christian Kirk, man, I mean, look, if you have DeAndre Hopkins on a dynasty team, I'm worried. Like, yeah, 100%. you just hold on to him. I'm worried. I mean, so look, I think that Kirk and Rondell Moore, although they were both – I mean, Kirk wasn't disappointing. He was a surprise, you know, at, at 27. But Rondell Moore as well, I think they're going to be the future, you know, target leaders on this offense. And so I think, you know, don't buy them super high, but I think Kirk and Rondell Moore are both guys that their their perceived value right now might be higher next season. But uh, yeah. Terry McLaurin's the big disappointment for me. I mean, I actually traded Nathan Cooper Cup in a dynasty league. Actually, the one that had Elijah Mitchell that I alluded to earlier, after, uh, I, I got Terry McLaurin and he got Cup. And man, that's just felt so bad all year. I mean, Terry McLaurin needs a quarterback, but I mean, uh, yeah, I think Cup is going to be the wide receiver one, or at least certainly a wide receiver one uh, for several years going forward. And I really hope that t- Terry can get back up there, but uh, he will. I have my doubts. So um, don't have doubts. Yeah, Amari Cooper, you know, tried to take the victory lap earlier. Then uh, I fell on my face. So it looks stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, he did have some explosive games. I think he had a 40 point game. He started out the season really hot. Um, but you know, um, he, he he was injured and and inconsistent. Uh, he was he was a decoy a couple of games, so he didn't really score well. Adam Thielen still finishing um, in this group uh, despite the injury. I mean, still a little bit lower than he normally finishes, and you expect that to happen with an older guy. But he was definitely consistent while he was there. Um, so yeah, that's all that I got to say about this group, Nate. Uh, yeah, um, you know, Higgins sucks that he got injured early, but he definitely showed some big-time games near the end of the season. Be interested to see. I think it'll be a little bit more balanced between him and Chase next year as they kind of find their footing together. Uh, Scary Terry, obviously disappointing season down here. Um, Hopefully he gets a better quarterback. Uh, Christian Kirk, I'm kind of in between you and Mike on this, but I'm leaning a little bit more towards Micah's side just because he was wide receiver 35 in points per game. And, you know, this this next year will be a sixth season in the NFL. I just don't know, you know, I, I don't think he's going to break out much beyond what he's already shown. And I don't think, you know, he has the talent to be a wide receiver one for a team. Um, I don't think he yeah. showed that in his career. And it, if Hopkins is, you know, going by the wayside, I would expect them to find some sort of replacement for him. Yeah, yeah if, um, if when, I, when I'm talking about buying him, I'm kind of viewing him as a wide receiver three. Um, you know, I think that that that's a safe value for him. But no, I certainly don't see wide receiver one value for him, even if he were the quote unquote number one target. Um, I, I yeah. don't think he has that kind of talent. So definitely, yeah. I do. Thanks for thank you for allowing me to clarify because don't sell the house for him or anything. But I do think he's a you know reliable you know piece that you can have, uh, especially in dynasty where there's so many positions to fill. Yeah, I see him as like a wide receiver, you know. 
three wide receiver four type area. Um, Amari Cooper, don't think he's quite a bum, like Micah said. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think CD is the guy to own, not just because of his age, but I think even in redraft, he's going to be the guy to own. He can just do so much more after the catch um, than Cooper can. But Adam Thielen, you know, he was having a good season before he got injured. He was wide receiver 17 in points per game. So a little bit of a dip from his prior year, but uh, still, you know, obviously a solid, very solid wide receiver too. Uh, then Jacoby Myers ended up being the favorite target for Mac Jones this season. So um, I think he'll remain as maybe like a wide receiver too, but I have big concerns about them bringing in competition for him. So he's a guy that you have to keep a close eye on in the offseason. You said bringing in oh competition for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely agree with you there. Um, all right, guys. Well, we 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 uh need to speed things up. But wait, did you did you touch on these guys, Micah? I I touched all over them. Oh, you yeah, touched yeah, yeah. He, we, we've touched all kinds of guys tonight. Good, I love that. I love that. Well, look, let's just uh name a couple. Of, I'll just quickly run through Devontae Smith at thirty one, right outside this group. Tyler the Boyd, Slim Reaper, thirty two. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, another Patriots receiver, thirty three, uh, not too far behind Jacoby. Uh, AJ Brown, thirty four. Man, that's, it, that's Antonio crazy. Brown. That's Antonio Brown. No, I'm looking at AJ Brown, thirty four. That's AJ Brown. I might be wrong. Damn, that it's is Tennessee. It's it's definitely AJ. You, you got yeah, oh, we haven't covered him yet. Yeah, we yeah. haven't covered him yet. No, yeah, AJ Brown, thirty-four. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. It, Antonio Brown oh. missed like a month and a half. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. He, went, he really wasn't that great while he was there for the most part. But right. um, you know, uh, the Marvin Jones at thirty-five. That's a surprise. And Brandon Ayuk, thirty-six. So if you guys, I mean, obviously AJ Brown's the big surprise there. Uh, not Antonio Brown, but. Uh, if there's anybody you guys want to quickly touch on before we move on to our question section. I don't want to talk about them, but I want to talk about the three guys that missed the cut that 37, 38 and 39. I think they're great dynasty buys. And um, those guys are look, fucker. I had it like right here and ready. And I scrolled away. Okay. So it was Van Jefferson, Chase Claypool and Russell Gage, I think, are three solid buy um, lows that you can get for a reasonable price this offseason. Sure. I would argue that Russell Gage is a sell high, actually. Okay. I don't know if his values – I mean, he had some really good games at the end of the year, and I don't know if he's going to do anything. He's going to be a free agent, though. The uh, that's fair, but even still, he was the wide receiver one for the Falcons. Is he going to be that anywhere but else? Hurt, but he was hurt, and he missed some time, and – I think it's a yeah, it's a situation up in the air that'll be interesting to see. But uh, but yeah, no, I agree with the other two for sure. And I do want to just say that Devontae Smith, um, you know, he had a he had a really solid season. I mean, he had the best rookie wide receiver season ever for a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, so he's still a buy. I mean, obviously, there's a couple of guys that have probably jumped over him, um, but he's still a really really solid receiver. And even if he's you know wide receiver four or five in that class or wherever he ends up being. Uh, just know that that just means there's four or five really solid receivers because he is a really solid receiver. So, um, all right, guys, uh, let's jump in and uh, talk about a wide receiver that we were right about being a bust. And I'll go ahead and take LaVisca Chenault because both of you guys were pumping him all season. And I was like, I don't see it with LaVisca. I mean, it's I, not his fault. 
<laughs> it might not have been. It might not have been. But, but you he know, was, Mar- he was he was Marvin bad. Jones. Marvin Jones was a was wide receiver thirty five. You know, uh, Lavisca was nowhere in the. In yeah, the- and Carlos Hyde was starting games over James Robinson. It's a wacky <laughs> world in Jacksonville. <laughs> I understand, but you no, know, uh, I do want to ask you guys as as Lavisca believers. I mean, obviously, y'all aren't going to be as excited as you were this off season, but. Are you still, you know, excited slash believing in moving forward? Do you think that the new coach, we don't know who that is yet, so maybe it's fair to wait and see, but uh, do you think that, uh, you know, he'll be able to regain value and be a third-year breakout? Here's the thing. I think with Cordell Patterson and Debo Samuel playing this, like, running back wide receiver hybrid role, which is something they've kind of done with LaVisca his first couple years. Well, that's what everybody wants them to do, But if the new coaches have come in and they actually do it, um, yeah. seeing the success of them. Um, I really like the prospects of LaVisca. Obviously, like, I'm a bit more worried because he didn't have a great season, but I do think it's a bunch of um, external factors around him, and Jacksonville was just a, you know, fantasy pit this season. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to call him a bust, you have to call Trevor Lawrence a bust, too. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's not exactly – I mean, I'm talking long term. Um, it, it's not exactly that clear cut, but I, I'm obviously not as high on LaVisca as I was, but I do think he has like the skill set to be like, honestly, a Debo Samuel type of player. I don't think he's quite that good. Like, I think he's like a poor man's version of Debo, but he, he has that skill set and he has that size and power and speed. So, um, you know, from looking at it from a real football standpoint, it is most beneficial for that team to use him in that way because that's going to generate the most for their offense. So if they get a good coach in, I see that happening, but you're just going to have to keep an eye on it and who they bring in as competition. Would y'all pay if I gave you the 204 or if would you trade the 204 to get LaVisca or is that too high a price? No, I would not. Okay. All right. There are way no, too many good receivers in this class. Okay. You could possibly get George Pickens or David Bell at that spot. So, or Jahan. You aren't getting David Bell. Yeah, or Dude, you might. Wondell Robinson. Wondell. Yeah. 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 All right. Guy. Just checking. Just checking. Um, all right. Uh, who's your guy, Nate? Oh, da, da, da. repeat right about the question, sir. Yeah, sorry. Right. The, who you were right about being a bus. Oh, guy, I was right about being a bus. Oh. Well, let's look at the list here because uh, I did not prepare this at all. All right. I can uh, go ahead <laughs> if you want. Yeah, here, Micah, yeah, why don't you, you go ahead go and ahead. give it? Give it yeah. um, talked about fucking Amari Cooper over here, thinking he's going to be the wide receiver one in Dallas. Um, I knew that he was going to be a bust and then and to avoid him. And um, CD Lamb outperformed him in an underperforming offense. And he's getting older. So, Amari Cooper, he's still solid and talented, but I think his best years might be behind him at this point. But he could be a great, like, deal in redraft because he might end up falling, like, maybe to, like, the 10th round next year. Mm-hmm. And he could – I don't know. There's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. So, he might well, – yeah. He's going to slip a lot. And I think he could be a value by next year, but he, he did not do well. He's not going to be in the third round like he has been for the past five years. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. But – uh all right. Uh, have, have you been able to find a guy that you were right about? Oh, before? yes. A guy quickly came to mind. Right, Odell cool. Beckham. He was go. not in my top 36. I don't care about his finish with the Rams. I mean, obviously, I do care because it matters for fantasy. But if you look at his overall production on the season, he was not anywhere I- close to being a wide receiver, too. 
I just don't feel like that's fair with context. Like again, yeah, at the beginning of the scene was with the and he was with the Browns, complete bust. But if if Dude, him, I, I couldn't predict that he changed teams and he did right, that, no, and right, he was still right. a okay. bust. You're right on the finish. I understand. And he was still that. a bust. There's people. There's a lot of championship teams that had Odell Beckham on their roster, but but that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. Well, in week 15, he had you 1.7 points. So I hope you made it through that debacle. Hope yeah. you had a buy. Yeah, Which he didn't yeah, give yeah. you because he sucked the rest of the year. <laughs> probably, 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 <laughs> probably. Hey, he probably. got 19, 10, and 19 the three weeks before that. That's not too bad. Yeah, but uh, the first week of the playoffs, he tanked. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people did that. Tom Brady had one point. But no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm with you. All right. I'll let you call that call, call that a bust. That's fair. Uh, all right. Um, well, who were you wrong about being a bust, Micah? Oh, dude, it's Debo fucking Samuel. I was, like, way lower on him than I know either of you. Like, I think, Josiah, you were definitely the highest. And, Nathan, you had more faith than him. I just was completely avoiding Debo. And he was literally on my do not draft list. Like, I just didn't want to draft him because he always got hurt. Motherfucker came in, played every single game, um, outperformed Brandon Ayuk. Um, he looked like the top weapon on that offense, um, playing running back, wide receiver. It's incredible. Blows my mind, like, what I've seen from Debo Samuel. And, like, I saw it at South Carolina because every time he played Georgia, he would um, break off and do some crazy shit. But, you know, his first couple years couldn't stay healthy, and I just thought he was injury prone. And then he just comes in, has a full season, plays like um, he should be. Um, Debo, that's my guy I thought would be a bust, and became wide receiver too. My answer is uh, a man that I had ranked at wide receiver 39 um, and he ended up being 21 and that's Brandon Cooks. Uh, It's like Nathan said earlier, he is perpetually slept on. Um, I just really didn't see it happening in that situation, but literally if it can happen in that situation, it can happen in any situation and you can always Mm – just lean on talent. I look, a situation does matter. You have to factor that in just like we were talking about with Saquon. But I mean, especially when there's only one guy like Brandon cooks on a team, they're going to get the targets. So uh, we saw that. And uh, so, yeah, I was, I was wrong about him being a bust this year. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Good one uh, for me. I mean, I don't know if anybody had him, super high but i was definitely lower on him compared to consensus and that was deontay johnson uh, i had him at wide receiver 28 and you know obviously based on his finish he should have been a lot higher uh, yeah there's not much else to say about it he's uh he, he proved me that he's a lot more valuable than i thought he was so good on him do you, are you i know you guys are both claypool fans but um i mean I, would you would you rather you just rather have uh, deontay than than claypool and dynasty at this point that's close okay because you claypool just has that build that you just can't like teach or scheme Mm. and if they get a deep ball um quarterback yeah no definitely it'll be different you know it won't be big ben checking down the ball every you know five yards every play so that will definitely affect uh deontay's value i think that's a solid argument i think i'll Um, have him higher and redraft the dynasty all right. Uh, so, question number three: uh, Who were you right about being high on, Nathan? Ooh, I mean, you know, relatively high compared to you would be uh, Tyler Lockett, but you know, wide receiver seventeen, I don't feel like is uh, too incredibly high. Um, you know, a guy that 
we'll go with rookies here just because, you know, I had Elijah Moore as the wide receiver four in that class coming out um, after the draft. And, you know, he unfortunately didn't play the whole season and he missed like the last five games or so when Zach Wilson was on his best run. So it's unfortunate the way the season went down, but like he showed you some serious chops as a wide receiver and he had some big time games. He had a really good stretch there after the bye week of like seven, eight games of just like, I think he had, yeah, I think he had one game under 10 points in that whole span. So uh, he was really impressive to me. And uh, something that struck me, I was reading an article and and keep in mind this article, the most recent one I could find was from late November, but his slot percentage was only at 25%. He was taking 75% of his routes from the outside. So he is their number one outside receiver. He can play in the slot, but I mean, he has the build and the speed and everything else to be their number one outside guy. So uh, that versatility and that ability, I mean, I'm, I'm big on Elijah Moore. No, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a good call for sure. Um, he, you know, outdid most people's expectations. Um, well, somebody I was right about being high on. Um, I'm going to put Mr. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to put Mr. Justin Jefferson. Um, I had him at uh, seven. Um, you know, there's some people were fading him a little bit. I mean, you know, some people had him higher than that. So I don't want to act like I was the highest, but I've, I, I was close in my rankings. I think he finished at like five or six, um, as we talked about earlier. So um, yeah, you know, I uh, felt really good about that and uh, have a lot of uh, misses in my top 12 ranking here but uh but yeah he was one that uh definitely hit right so uh justin jefferson's my answer and my guy will be mike evans obviously um mm-hmm. he finishes cool. the top 10 um wide receiver i was very happy about that and um let's see if he can have he's had eight straight thousand yard seasons to start his career uh, good on yeah. you mike rare company he's good he's the only person to ever do it <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, who were you wrong about being high on? Dude, fucking LaVisca Chenault. Like, when I look at my list and I had him at 22, I just – I feel like an idiot. I feel like an absolute idiot. Because you know what? You know what? I'm going to pull up what he was this year. Where are you, LaVisca? He was wide receiver 56 in PPR. So – Oh, man. I definitely – like, I'm not out on him, but, like, oh, my God. He finished, like – so much worse than I. And he played all year, right? It wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have any major yeah, injury. I don't think he missed. He was out there. Game. Okay. Yeah, he didn't miss a single. You know, he missed the Jets game, so he missed one game. Well, maybe would have had a good game there, but yeah, no, definitely, I think you can take the life of shame on that for sure. Uh, mine, I'm gonna take one collectively for the podcast, but I might have had him ranked the highest. We might, a couple of us might have had him ranked here, honestly. But Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, Man, I had him ranked at wide receiver four. I had him ranked at wide receiver five in dynasty. I had him at wide receiver three in redraft. Uh, yeah, so just I collectively, had him at wide receiver five. We can all take an L there. Uh, I really <laughs> hope. I, I I've heard rumors he doesn't want to be with the Falcons. I hope Dude, they're he's not true. Traded. He's but if he traded. does, hopefully we can get fair value for him. Uh, it's going to be we really won't. interesting to see. But uh, it's a disappointing situation for the Falcons once again. Calvin Ridley oh, is an absolute it's a tradition bust. Even when he was on the field, honestly, he wasn't that great. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, 
It's not great. And maybe that was because of the mental issues. But anyways, who you got for us, Nate? Yeah, you definitely went and took mine because uh, Ridley's the obvious answer. We couldn't predict like the whole sitting out thing. But even while he was there, I think he was having some like mental troubles was or wasn't one. into it you know, 100% committed before that because I think he was wide receiver 26 in points per game, which is way lower than his talent dictates. But, uh, um, yeah, for, for me, what's that, like? No, I agree. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, for me, it's Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah, good. I mean, he might be the biggest one of everybody's list because it, it wasn't just like Calvin Ridley flat out just sat out. I mean, Allen Robinson just did not produce. He is, oh my God, in points per game, he is wide receiver 85 God. on the season. Mm. 85. I had him at seven. <laughs> I, yeah, I had him at the, 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 the 10. So, yeah, I mean, no one saw that coming. He averaged 7.3 points per game. I mean, just horrid horrid year hopefully he has a bounce back he's a free agent he, there's no way he's staying with the bears now so uh yeah uh, keep an eye on him he's a re- he'll be a really good buy low but my god what a terrible year yeah that was very rough um all right guys you know what's you know what's worse juju smith schuster finishing as wide receiver 86 in points per game i should have taken him instead of ridley and let you take him ridley because i had him at 21 and yeah it's like as much as i you know we were arguing all offseason juju versus claypool obviously Deontay was the correct answer but juju was the least correct answer (laughs) (laughs) even when he was out there i think he had one like rushing touchdown but it was like one target a week like it was bad so hopefully i mean i do have hope he can go to a better situation and improve but i you know he's not the dynasty receiver you know that we once thought he was you know top 12 some people had him top five so um you know it's uh disappointing overall but uh, all right guys last question uh dynasty trade target and uh what you think you would trade for them um so uh for me i'm gonna go a little bit deeper here um it's gabe davis um i i you know he didn't he 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 looks good when he's on the field he's got a lot of other targets there don't think cole beasley's going to be there i think he is going to develop into that number two role behind stefan diggs and as stefan diggs gets older he'll you know maybe be able to grow into that alpha role i don't know if he has the talent for that but i will say he has great body control runs great routes uh can tiptoe on the sidelines with the best of them and uh he really adds a skill set that i think look when i'm talking about you know this is a guy you can buy low, like, I mean, third round pick, fourth round pick. I mean, people think that, you know, might be think that Gabe Davis is a bust, but look, uh, I know we have all these receivers coming out and showing out right away, but the third year breakout is still a thing. There's still a lot of guys that it takes a couple of years and, and, and they turn out. And uh, I think Gabe Davis is uh, going to be on his way to that uh, next year. So that's my uh, deep cut there, but uh, Gabe Davis. Mm, Micah. So um, a guy who finished actually as wide receiver 39 in PPR, and I think he's a must-add if you have Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen, and it's K.J. Osborne. He actually did pretty well whenever um, Thielen was out or whenever Thielen was there. Um, he did pretty good. So he, um, he's pretty fast. I think you can get him cheap. I mean, everyone picked him up off of waivers this past year. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that he's a really, you know, cheap buy. And I think you, if you have one of him, like I have a team with Justin Jefferson. So if I ever, like if Justin Jefferson ever sits out a game, like I'm going to start KJ Osborne. Or if you're like super like, um, you know, shallow, you can always start both. So I think he's a good pickup. For sure. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Uh, Nate? That's good. Um, mine is more for contenders, uh, people that if you think you're just missing a piece to go win you some money, um, you know, you could probably get Allen Robinson really damn cheap right now. I mean, he just came off by far his worst season on a points per game basis. He, you know, he's what? Let me check. He's going to be 29 this next year. So, you know, he still has, you know, some good life left, but, you know, he's definitely aging up there. So, Point being, you could get a very frustrated owner that uh, would be willing to part with him for, say, maybe like a third and a fourth or something, maybe even less. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade a high second just because he is older and this wide receiver class is so damn good. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, combining a third and a fifth, third and fourth round or something for somebody who just thinks he's on a full-blown decline – uh, I think it's worth a shot because he can give you a thousand yard receiving season if he lands in the right spot. I like that. Yeah. So I traded, this was maybe two or three months. It was right, right at the trade deadline. So whenever that would have been, um, I guess week 12 or 13, but I traded him for uh, Juju and Rondell and I felt really good about that. Um, but uh, you know, kind of got, got off of him when I saw he wasn't producing before, you know, it was really clear he wasn't going to come back this season and do anything. So, but no, I do think he can go to a much better uh, situation. And I honestly, you know, he's somebody that a lot of people are going to be scared to buy, but I really like you saying that name because you're right. You know, you probably can just take a very low risk gamble that he can be the guy that he once was uh, in a better situation. So, um, well, all right, guys, we know this is one of our longer episodes. We knew that with the running backs and wide receivers, it take a minute to get into all these guys, you know, there's still fantasy relevant guys that we didn't even get into, but we tried to, you know, cover the guys that were mainly relevant and, um, you know, moving forward, uh, we're going to do a rookie review of the 2021 rookies uh, that we're going to start, uh, next week, we'll, we'll either start with quarterbacks or running backs, um, and then uh, we'll we'll do that series, and then uh, we'll be jumping into 2022 rookies. So uh, be sure to stay tapped in, stay tuned in, and uh, like, subscribe, comment, and all of those things. Uh, we, we very much appreciate you doing so. Uh, you guys got anything to add? Uh, with it being a longer episode, just keep in mind in the description, there are little links, you know, timestamps if you need to jump around at all to get the, to the information you have to hear now, but uh, should be listening to the whole podcast because that's how you're going to win next year. So yeah. give us a quick listen. It's like they listen to the entire podcast like, oh, shit, he just said there's timestamps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, when you listen to it the second time, now yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, now when you do the re-listen, really internalize it. Now, well, anyways, guys, we appreciate y'all. Go fucking dogs. Like, we Go are dogs. I'm getting a dog like to fucking commemorate this. Uh, so just good times in the fantasy football dogs world. And, uh, we're, we happen, you, we're happy that you join us once a week in this crazy world that is fantasy football. So uh, with that for Nate and Micah, this is Josiah fantasy dogs out. I did it so smooth that time.